It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. Welcome to a very special episode of Dumb Money Live. Uh, Help us get this video going by smashing the like button. We're on at our non-normal time right now, so we we need your help. And say hi to us down there in the comments. We are just moments away from the closing bell and Peloton releasing their quarterly earnings. It is their fiscal fourth quarter. So this is actually going to be their first full year results as a public company as well. So uh, we have a ton planned today. The stakes are high for some of us personally, very high. I'm not invested in Peloton. I've been regretting that decision for a while now, but between Chris and Jordan, more than $4 million is on the line, including a million dollars of options. Is that right? Um, Yeah, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm like, I haven't felt this way since last Peloton earnings. I'm just like, I'm having a hard time breathing. I'm, this is not dramatic. I, this is totally legit. You know, I, you know, even for me, this is a big trade. Um, yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I, uh, I bought I bought half a million of options a week ago. Uh, I keep trading in and out of these things, and I sold them for 1.5 this morning. So I booked a million dollars on that trade. I then took 900 to 950 thousand of that and repurchased new options. Okay, so I now have 800 of the 85 dollar calls. Uh, at least I got my money back from last week. So I'm essentially, I never think like this playing with found money. That's bullshit. It's, it's, it's my money. This is, this is, this is real money. Okay. Uh, so it's a million dollar options trade, uh, going into earnings that I could disappear in a second. So, so by the way, Chris decided to raise the stakes for everyone watching. If Peloton strike price goes, uh, stock price goes up after hours and after hours trading, after they announce their earnings in just a few minutes, we're going to give away a Peloton bike to someone in our community, the bike and a year-long membership to the Peloton service. If you have not yet uh, retweeted our tweet, you need to get on Twitter right now. Go to, uh, to go to our account, and it is this pinned tweet at the top of the account. Retweet it, and you will be qualified. There it looks like we have 757 retweets at this moment. Let me hit refresh and just see. That's pretty good chances. Yeah, you have a, a one in seven sixty <laughs> chance at this point. So you have to retweet this specific tweet. You haven't done it. You still have time. We're gonna we're gonna not close the entries until after the earnings. The closing bell is ringing. Oh, by the way, Peloton not sponsoring this in any way. This is just us, Chris specifically, wanting to give back to you guys because everyone in our community is so awesome. So Chris, you, you've you've already made a million dollars. So Thank you for I doing think, this for our people. I think I don't know the exact number, Dave, but I'm up somewhere between three and four million on Peloton since February. So, like, so, and that's when I kind of bought my Peloton stake was that's February or early March. So, somewhere between three and four million. I could lose one million of that or more because uh, I have that stock, thirty-five thousand shares, right now. When when do your Very when do your uh, eighty-five calls expire? Uh, you know, my tomorrow. So my, my calls are already down. I already lost 340 on them, 348 today. So they're down to 620,000 right now. Um, they expire tomorrow. I have 800 tomorrow. Uh, 
Oh, they're the September 11th Piton yes, calls. So now, today's September is, 10th. Yeah, September 10th. They expire tomorrow. I bought an extra 100 for my birthday. Tomorrow's my birthday. And I, I bought an extra 100 <laughs> that will haunt me. That could be a very expensive $120,000 lost money birthday present. I think I paid, no, I paid about like 106000 for those. Well, I'm so I'm really hoping that Peloton goes up in after hours so that we can give this bike away. Uh, and who knows? This this is something we could do for other earnings. I mean, Apple would be good. I mean, Amazon, we could give gift cards. What are we going to do on Tesla's earnings day, though? <laughs> well, I got my fireplace on and I got to, I'm literally starting to sweat here. I don't know if it's from the Peloton anxiety or my fireplace, but go on. Why do you have your fireplace on? We did have a, a little cold snap blow through, and it is finally nice out for the first time in, in months here. Um, oh, by the way, I opened my house up. I opened up all the windows this morning and dropped the house. To, it was awesome. Went for oh a bike ride. Okay, so I want to talk about Peloton because let, let's talk. There's some – and by the way, we need to watch earnings. Guys, tell us if they released those earnings. Um, I'm, I am on their page, refreshing their page. I'm also trying there to There are some real risks that I'm else. really concerned about, guys. The, the, the risk factors are uh, a whole bunch of them. One, they reduced that bike price, right? And so they, I estimated they might have mailed out somewhere between 8 and $12 million of refund checks uh, this week and or di- you know digitally sent those refund checks out. Also, margins could get crushed on this new bike. Uh, in, in addition to the new tread, I don't know what margins look like. We'll find out today. That could be a really bad piece of news for Peloton. Uh, they might be investing heavily in R&D. We know they're coming out with a new rowing machine probably next year. Uh, we know they're increasing staff dramatically. Uh, I think that they could be investing in infrastructure. This could be a full-out Jeff Bezos-style earnings report where they get crushed because they're like, hey, we're growing to be a two, three, four, five hundred billion dollar company. We don't really care what you think about the next couple quarters, next four quarters. We're going to spend, spend, spend. We're going to start increasing advertising now that we have four machines instead of two that we need to explain to the public. Uh, they, there's a lot of downside that I think you know, people should know about going into this earnings. Uh, I'm aware of all of that, by the way. <laughs> I, 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 the risk reward is still, I think, in my favor, but... There's a lot of risk going into this trade, especially with this amount of hype and expectations being where they are right now. So it's high stakes, man. I, do you remember last Peloton earnings? I mean, I feel like it was a it was years it doesn't ago. Doesn't it seem like that forever ago? ago? I mean, I don't I even know if we, we had a Discord kids. channel back then. But I'm just I'm just scrolling backwards in the uh, Peloton group. There's there's a lot of people in there excited about this. You know what's so funny is that. Back then, I think I made a 1.2 million that day or something like that, and it was might have been the biggest trade. I don't know, right up there, the biggest trade of my 32 year career, on a single day, on a single For day single move. day single stock that isn't yeah. Amazon. Like you know, we we have more money in Amazon than Peloton. At least at least I do. Well, I don't anymore. Not when you can buy my leverage at Peloton. You buy my leverage at Peloton. I'm way heavier in Peloton right now, Dave. But the thing is, now, how much has changed in the last six months? I love, I love seeing like, everybody set up watching us. It's amazing. I, 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 I absolutely love it. Guys, I'll tell you the same thing I told you guys who are in Discord. If we go down today, we go down together, and I'm going down harder probably. Who knows? There could be a whale in the, in, in the community who's going down harder than me. But I'm probably going down harder than anybody here. So at least you have me. At least you have me to think, gosh, this is a bad earnings, a good earnings with the stock drop. At least we're not Chris, right? Like if, if I could be that comfort. That's what you want. Everyone the, at today, least we're not Chris. 
like award, right? Yeah. Yeah, it says Oracle just beat their earnings. Dropping. They're they're up big after hours. Who? Oracle. Um oh, well, Peton's down to 83 now. What happened there? That's terrible. Is, so is that's not a good sign. Down 4 bucks on earnings. So that's what we were kind of worried about, right? That's what I was talking about. Uh, I would love to see what it is people are reacting to. Down to 82 now, 81. What news is out? I can't find Woo. anything yet other than just yeah, people like... Anything. Whoa, it is plummeting. But we've seen this before. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much, guys, quite yet. I mean, <laughs> um, I'm cool, calm, and collected I because I don't own any Peloton today. Oh. Chris is I'm sweating over there. <laughs> it's a mill. Down, gone. Uh, like I said, this is kind of why I traded those options up, right? Um, I had the 70s. I sold the 70s today. Ready for this, guys? For $25 a piece this morning. Wow. <laughs> I sold 700 of them for $25 a piece. So right now, those 70s would be at like a little more than half that. Uh, I'd like to see what people are reacting to. Dave, could, do you have earnings here? I am refreshing their page. They still yep. are just talking about that they're going to release it. Let me just pull up. Fails this. up 172. Uh, Twenty seven. Okay. They, they beat. They beat. Twenty seven cents versus a ten cent estimate. Well, you know, it's hard to really understand what expectations are on a stock like Peloton right now. It's um, cruising back nothing. up. It's back to eighty seven. Look, it's it's bounced. It's bouncing right now. Whoa, 89. Look at that. I like yeah. that. So I'm in the money. What happened man. here is somebody somebody realized that we needed to give away this bike and so they wanted to make sure the market went down before the announcement oh, and it now it's up. up. Oh, so I think you I think you now are committed 90, to giving 20. away a bike. If you guys have any last second of oh, yeah, of jumping go. in there and retweeting us, we will 91. still we will we have not closed the entries yet. <laughs> yes. Um I do oh, have I just hit 92. There's no no question now. It's positive for the day. So Thank you. Oh, yeah. it's technically up all around. It's up after hours, guys. Oh, do the do it, Dave. We have eight hundred and thirteen. So I, I have this uh, thing ready to go. Um, I just Oof. need to hit this load entries button, and apparently that's question to, to everyone out there. Have you ever seen someone lose a million dollars? And then make all of it back in less than five minutes live. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm lock in the so get get now. your get your tweets in. This is this is it. As soon as I hit this button, we we are locking in the entries. <laughs> Here we go. Get it in. Get it in. Man, I, I'm sorry, Dave. I, oh. Gosh. Okay, so basically, though they Woo. they beat, they have uh, six hundred and seven million of revenue. Uh, 583 was the estimate. Um, the the actual consensus EPS was um, was 12 cents. Some places that was on Seeking Alpha yesterday, but I saw that it was 10 cents in other places. Nine cents on Robinhood, Schwab, at TD, and Benzinga all said 10 cents. I think that that's probably the the actual consensus. But if they came in with 27 cents, that is a substantial beat. So congratulations, yeah, Chris. Like and let's see if we can gra- congratulate you know one of these. Foley knows how to work a call. We know that from last quarter, right? Oh, that's true. That is true. And I can't wait to listen to this. So let's do a um, let's let's start the draw here. Hold to start. See see uh, who wins. Stay up. Final draw is Stay finished. Up. It is Day Trader Dad. 
Congratulations, Day Trader Dad on Daytrader Twitter. Dad. Who is Day Trader Dad? Day Trader Dad is just he, won. Is he watching uh, right now? Is he watching? I, hope, I don't know. It's uh, hope so. Well, we we know how to get in touch with him. Day Trader Dad. He's a dad, husband, veteran, Christian, pretender uh in the markets and he's in the mortgage biz been around, been on twitter since hey, can 2014. We, can we tweet him to dial in to skype for us uh yes let me figure out how to do that in just just a minute let's let's get back to um right. some earnings information here which okay. thing can i go to we can go to this man get some ac I, i'm sorry i gotta turn the <laughs> why AC did you on. turn your fireplace on <laughs> hold on i know i know hold on sorry all right, and uh, let me. I'll I'll tweet to uh, Day Trader Dad. Let him know that uh, he's the winner, and see if we can get him into our Skype call. I mean, <laughs> that is that is a great beat, by the way. That that was you know I was thinking, and they they've been, the analysts have been inching that estimate upwards. It's been changing pretty much on a daily basis. It's gone up like, like seven different times in the past month, I think. So um, that for, for them to actually beat this new higher number is fantastic. So we now we have the press release. Um, we're going to see what guidance they have actually in that press release. I'd like to read some of that. I do want to let you know that also coming up while we're waiting for the actual earnings call, which is which is hugely important for this stock. Uh, we want to we want to also let you know that we do have some other things coming up. Um, the earnings call is at five Eastern. So, uh, before that, we have to talk about a trade. It is something we mentioned on our last show. We're going to do a deep dive into the social signals around Duncan and their Charlie coffee phenomenon. If you don't know about Charlie, it's, uh, Duncan has added this Charlie to the menu. Uh, it is a cold brew coffee. I'm going to actually order one and see if I can get it delivered while we're on the air here. It's cold brew, whole milk, three pumps of caramel. Uh, it is the go-to for 16-year-old Charlie D. Emilio, who is the most followed person on Twitter. She has 86 million followers, um, and we're gonna we're, we're gonna Not trade Twitter. this to see if TikTok, her influence TikTok. can move the needle for Duncan Brands. TikTok, TikTok. Not Did Twitter. I say Twitter? I, I have Twitter on the brain because I'm about to tweet. There's a lot going on today. Uh, this is a it's a fun show today. Anyway. Oh, we also right. want to talk about that piton controversy. I... Why do you keep saying it like because that? Because that's how Jimmy Fallon says it. <laughs> I, I just started saying it that way. So there is a contro- controversy. I, I can't even do it right now. There is a controversy, basically, um, from the people who ordered the Peloton bike 31 days or longer ago. They're still waiting for theirs, and they want to upgrade to the Plus. The the Plus is a lower price, but they can't because... And Peloton apparently knew that they were going to have this Plus coming out since April, but they had a lot of the old ones on hand that they needed to uh, burn through. So we're going to we're gonna dive into uh, to that a little bit as well. So hmm. while I'm, while I'm sending a tweet, we can place. also talk about the Restoration Hardware earnings yesterday, which uh, that was exciting for me because I'm in that one but they they're yeah, down a little I bit am today too again dave i i actually sold out without realizing it before earnings planned to get back in prior to earnings did not bought back in last night after earnings in the after hours uh restorations hardware as you know it's just one i want to be in um what, let me know when we're gonna do this duncan thing this is like this is the story this is the story of the month or one of the hundred stories of the month for us but i'm gonna first see if i can get I, I really uh, like day this. trader dad what should I do? Should I add this as a just public tweet on 
Are, are you going to? I need to log into our UGM account him? first. What's going on, with Peloton? Now we're we're starting to drop. We're going flat. Uh oh. Even after hours. Boy, day trader dad is lucky. Did he pull that pop? Did that? Did you guys just push that thing up just for that bite? <laughs> very possible. No, this is a this is a very heavily traded stock, and they are certainly up in after hours. Let me pull up that chart again. And you talk amongst yourself while I try to figure out how to send a tweet. Um, yeah, by I'm the way, it's flat. I have... It's hanging out around 89. What did it close at? No, it probably closed around 88. We're at 90.11 right oh, now. I can't even tell. Are you? That's what I see. Whatever. I'll, I'll take it compared to the 82, which is just depressing. Um, we did that little Twitter live stream this morning. Guys, if you... If you don't know, we, we're doing like Twitter live streams every day, almost. Just me, Jordan, Dave. When we you're saying we were doing it, we, we had the talk. idea this morning and just did it, and now we're we have so much fun doing it. We we, we I thought that was going to be like five minutes. We were on for thirty five minutes this morning. It, it it was great, and um, you know, it gets posted to Facebook, posted to Twitter. It just just pops on there. So if you go on Twitter on Dumb Money TV and you actually hit the uh, alert button to basically uh, notify you, the notification button, you'll get notified every time we do one of those. And it's just us hanging out. Uh, my wife took a picture, a still shot of Jordan during that. Can you, can you show this to the crowd, by the way? Yes, People you got to show that. It has, it's it's me We're, and what's who, what's the character? Mary Catherine from uh, Saturday Night Live? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Hang on, I can... I can uh... Show this yeah, by the way, guys, we uh, we have seen the Travis Scott food collab, too, at, at McDonald's. And we'll, we'll talk about that when we do our Dunkin' segment. Uh, it's, it's hitting pretty hard, too. It's doing great. Uh, so I haven't even seen Peloton earnings here. I'm just reading through the notes. The numbers really don't matter to me as much as the guidance and the details kind of bet reading between the lines of the guidance and really the call. I think, you know, this is one of those stocks where the call is really, really important. Uh, <laughs> that was from our, my wife took that still shot, Jordan, while we were make, on this morning. Can you make that small? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it. Is it Mary uh, Catherine? Is that, is that the Mary character Catherine name? Gallagher. Dave? So. That's right. <laughs> I think so. All right, can we can we hit can we do Duncan, Dave? Can, can we get started on Dunks? This is I, so I won't be able to participate awesome. in the conversation, but go for it. I <laughs> uh, no, we'll wait. Hang we'll on, wait for on. you. We'll wait for you. It's too important. It's I, got, too important. I had too many other things going um, on. So, so Peloton. Here's the thing. Here's, see if you can find the press release and of... see what comments they have in there, because I know that they're going to have something in their actual comments. Yeah, I, I, I think... Uh, and I that's what the stock that. has to be reacting to. Earnings here, I felt like this was an earnings we just had to get through. Um, it's not necessarily that we needed to see something so unbelievably spectacular out of earnings. We just needed to see the degree that these guys can continue to perform, not pull anything weird on us, like decreased margins, compressed, compressed, uh, you know, compressed margins, that they're not going to ramp up costs and advertising and marketing to a level that's going to concern Wall Street, because those are the types of things that could really take Peloton back down. I think if you were to get in the mind of most of the big funds or analysts that are tracking Peloton, they're really all about cost of acquiring a customer. You know, I've said this before, the biggest knock against Peloton prior to this pandemic is their cost of acquiring a new customer. 
quite honestly, guys, that's everything for this company. It's absolutely everything. So if the cost of acquiring a customer for Peloton is exceptionally high and gets higher as they start to hit that saturation rate, that's going to be a real issue for their growth rate. Um, and that's the type of thing that will ultimately cap the valuation of this company and kind of contract the PE multiples going forward. Um, if they can figure out a way to build steam on viral kind of word of mouth advertising and Peloton having that network effect where your friends have it, your family members have it, your coworkers have it, it's on the news, it's on the late shows, other advertisers are putting it in their commercials. I don't know whether Peloton paid for this or not, but it was in, I think, an Apple commercial a few weeks ago. Just kind of sign of the times. It like becomes the thing. It's like the tissue, the Kleenex, right, uh, of the exercise world. Uh, and, and when you think about uh, digital fitness or at-home fitness, Peloton is everything. It's 90% of the market. If it, if it gets to a point where, where that happens and they no longer need to kind of get the word out that, hey, this is how a Peloton works. This is why you should buy a Peloton. Um, that is the difference maker between Peloton potentially being a $200 billion company or Peloton hovering around 20 to 40 billion. Okay. And that's a big difference right there. So what I'm listening for when I, I get into these calls, to these analyst reports, really it's all last quarter, the, the one my one thesis last quarter revolved around one thing, if you remember that. And if you didn't see it, you should go back and watch our Peloton call last quarter going into earnings. I said only one thing matters. I think the market does not see that they are, have stopped advertising. I didn't see a single analyst report prior to that earnings where anyone spoke about the fact that Peloton stopped advertising and that be, the reason for them stopping advertising due to this pandemic, there's no reason to restart it again for the remainder of the year in any meaningful way other than maybe a foreign country or their digital product, which is kind of a weird, you know, a, a different thing. So, that has such a substantial impact on margins for this company and cost of acquiring a customer that that's all that mattered. So now we know that. Um, it's less of an issue this quarter, but still an issue. Are they going to ramp yeah, advertising it's, back It's up? still an Why? issue. And I, I, the thing is, I mean, they used to advertise during the Tour de France, right? And I, I watch that every year. Um, and so I've seen their ads all over the place. They have not put a single ad during um, that broadcast. So you know, I mean, this talk about like a perfect event for them to advertise in. And that says a lot that if they if they don't need to advertise during a bike race where cyclists are watching, then they just don't need to advertise right now. Correct. Correct. I'm pulling the release, guys. Um, sorry, I literally haven't read the release myself because I've been so involved with this. So I'm, I'm going to pull the release right now. And I'm not going to read it, uh, but I'm going to I'm going to fly through to the end, which is what I want to see, which is probably focused on. Uh, guidance to see if there's anything between the lines that seems particularly interesting or if they're saving it for uh, the conference call. It's just too big of a report to read even. Well, this is this is too big. Business outlook. Okay, here we go. So uh, fiscal year uh, Q1 guidance. Uh, growth of 135% at midpoint. Okay, average net monthly connected fitness. They're being conservative on guidance, guys. The, the net churn is 0.75. I want to say they called out for 0.4 this quarter and said that it would raise towards the end. Of, it would elevate towards the end of the year. 
So that's not too bad. Uh, revenue, 218% growth at midpoint. That is really strong. Uh, gross profit margin of 41%. Guys, uh, to my memory, they were at about 40 to 41% this past quarter. So uh, that gross margin is, has not gone down. That's really nice to know that they're not saying it was going to go down. Uh, 80 to 90 million adjusted EBITDA. Okay, so there's nothing there that really worries me. I think, guys, we got to listen to this call. This call is going to be super important for Peloton. And, and I, listen, the one thing that gave me confidence, oh, we're back up now, 94 almost. The one thing that gave me confidence uh, going into this earnings period was John Foley and how he handles himself on the on this call. Like So last quarter, if you, for any of y'all that listened to it, he had one of the most spectacular earnings calls that I've listened to. And I, guys, I have been listening to earnings calls to the tune of hundreds of them a year for close to 20 years, okay? Uh, and so I've listened to a lot of calls, even going back to the days of, you know, Steve Wynn going crazy about politics and, and Adelson, right, at LVS, like some of the craziest CEOs of all time. Of course, we have uh, Elon, uh, Tesla. But I'll tell you, man, he just handled himself so well on this call. He is a natural hype machine. And in times like this, when you have a high growth company where people are valuing it based on the future, they're asking themselves, can this really be a multi-hundred billion dollar company? You have no idea on Wall Street how impactful it is, the tone of the CEO, they're, them reading into the confidence level, right? of that CEO on these conference calls. And John Foley impressed me so much. Remember Jordan last quarter? How good did he do? Well, look, I'm gonna, I wanted to say something about that. I mean, so that was their first ever earnings call, right? And mm -hmm. he knocked it out of the park. Um, so it'll be, I'm interested to see how he does going forward in all the continuing earnings calls, right? Um, to see, was this just like him, you know, kind of getting so into it that he, um, you know, overprepared? Is he going to keep on behaving like that on these calls? It'll be, it'll be neat to watch. I think that everything I've heard about him and have read about him, I feel like it's in his blood. Like, I, like he's a believer. Like, he really believes that this is going to be that company. He really believes that at-home fitness is going to take over and going to be something so much larger than it is today that you can't even frame the company in today's light. And here's the thing, Jordan, you know this from all of our startup experience. Uh, you know, for those of you guys that don't know, we've been in early stage companies pretty almost our whole career, not our whole career, but most of our career. And I'm a sales guy, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a biz dev sales guy. And, and when I would teach sales organizations on selling, I would tell them it, it matters less what you say than how you say it. And I think if John Foley doesn't believe that this is going to be a half trillion dollar company one day, nobody on Wall Street is going to believe it, right? He not only believes it, you can sense the confidence in his voice, in his tone, in how he actually projects that conference call. Now, it was only one call, okay, that, that we're basing this on. But if that continues today, I think there are going to be like if you guys know the mind of a lot, like, listen, we, me and Jordan spent the last five years of our life, six years of our life on, you know, hanging out with hedge fund guys and investment bankers and analysts on Wall Street. Right. Because our old company, Ticker Tags, we sold data into all of these funds. We know how they think. 
what they want to attach themselves to the next big thing, right? Guys that are working institutionally, they've seen a lot. They've seen Apple, they've seen Amazon, they've seen Lululemon, they've seen these companies come up, uh, even going back as far as Microsoft. It's not often that you have a company that can maintain the growth rate that of those types of companies, but also capture the size that a 10 or $50 billion fund could actually throw a massive amount of investment in it and have that growth rate with an investment of size that will also provide them with liquidity in the investment, right? There's just not that many companies that will do that. Um, Peloton is a platform company that has potential to do that. And I knew that if they continued to execute, um, that they would have the potential of being, yeah, another Lululemon, right? Another one of these companies. And that's why you've seen me talk about it in this light for the past six, seven months. And you've seen me take such big risk on this name. Dave, are you still trying to uh, I've, uh, get him? I've yes, I've, I've actually made contact with him. And uh, I just need to let him know how to get onto this call. So um, we're going we're gonna to be able to talk to Day Trader Dad here very shortly. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, uh, guys, uh, by the way, if you guys have, want to throw any questions out to us before, we, we're going to get Day Trader Dad on the phone. We're also going to do our little uh, short segment on Duncan and Charlie D'Amelio. I don't even know if I'm saying her name right, but I can't wait to talk about that because it's... It's Charlie D'Amelio. Amazing. D'Amelio. Yes. And, and this... I, I, this is what we're talking about. Now it's official. Been in love with you for a minute. Yeah, I love everything that's in it. Since I was young, you had me sprung. Get what you want. Let's get it. Ice, milk, can a bit of cold brew. One, two, three with the caramel. I sip, I swirl. That's how you dunk and whirl. How many... Is that going to sell of their iced coffees? Oh my how, gosh! How I'm much? Buying more Dunkin' Donuts. Um, right I actually also just placed an order. So, um, <laughs> I, I, wait, did you you place an order for the drink or for the stuff? No, uh, the drink. <laughs> Both. Oh man, <laughs> he's, he's, he's buying drinks over here. <laughs> he's buying drinks. I'm buying the stock. Let me tell you something, Dave. She is spectacular. Okay, she is a spectacular spectacular spokesperson it's so funny because when you start to research charlie and you're like 85 million followers on tiktok how who is this girl is she like is she the new kim kardashian is she the new kylie jenner like what did she do you know sometimes i feel like the less you do to get that big the bigger you're gonna get because she's not really known for anything she will tell you she has no idea why she's even blowing yeah. up she literally did a single video on tiktok renegade she was like one of the first people to blow up the renegade song on tiktok that's kind of her big claim to fame next thing you know she's blowing up she's on late shows and people are just falling in love with her you know why dave jordan because she's sincere yes. she's authentic she is real like if you watch her stuff you're not hearing audio are you Okay, good. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you. <laughs> She's amazing, and you can just watch. I mean, you know how TikTok is. You just keep watching this stuff all day. I unfortunately can only uh, 
Do the browser Let me tell you what I know about her from watching 60 seconds of her videos. Uh, she seems relatable, right? She, She's totally relatable. She's personable. And here's the thing. People it's not overproduced. She's just like wearing a normal oh sweatshirt so, or whatever. It's uh, pretty funny. Okay, but let's talk about let's talk about the collab though. So yes, her collab with Dunkin' Donuts. So the, wait, I can't. Am I still listening? I can't. Is there? A, I don't think the music's playing. Is it playing through to I you? I can't okay. hear because I'm hearing the sorry <laughs> gymnastics music, TikTok music. Okay, Dave. Here's the thing about the collab, guys. The collab was a true, authentic collab. It wasn't. So, hey, so we you're a big think, star. like you know, you know how brand marketing works. Do you do you think it truly is her just literally going to Duncan and this is her order and she does it enough on camera that they decided to contact her? Or do you think she started going to Duncan a while back because they said, hey, we would like to have you as a um, spokesperson? Dave, you are so cynical. Don't you be don't you ruin this. Don't you ruin this collab for us, okay? <laughs> this is a beautiful collab between an old school brand and a new school TikTok megastar that are coming together to sell billions of dollars of coffee drinks to bring an entire new generation of Gen Zers to Dunkin', okay? I love it. You know why I love it? Because it's actually bringing brand new people, young people to this brand. Chris, Chris I'm going to tell you something. There is one part of the story that just does not add up to me, and that yep. is... That we've been seeing, um, and we can probably get into this a little bit later. But we, we've been seeing that some of the tweets um, that are talking about this say that this that her drink uh, is sold out. It just it seems like such a plain like normal. Well, drink no, it's sold out should, because I mean, think, think about what their drink is. Their drink is a um, it. It's just ice it's, a, it's a cold brew with, though, uh, and cold brew is the one thing that on their menu they have a limit ten per customer on cold brew because it takes longer to make. Oh, can they only make so much? I thought you just made coffee and then you made it. No, cold. it is cold brew. It is it is the cold brewing process. It is a different kind of coffee. It's not just oh. iced coffee. Oh, it is so cold it's not just brew a coffee. Cold coffee. Yes. Jordan, you drink it cold also. You do drink cold? it cold also, but you basically so it's okay. it's a kind. Of, so I have a, I have this carafe thing that you put the coffee in and you you put water in. The water slowly drips through yeah. it overnight and it cold brews overnight and then like with ice water through yeah. coffee and then it makes and it's the most amazing kind of. It is a different flavor profile for coffee. I you know I'm a coffee enthusiast. I'll I'll do a demonstration well, so on a, the show coming I'm up at some point. Espresso. I'm an espresso person, right? We've got an espresso machine in the. I, I go through about seven cappuccinos a day. Um, I didn't know that cold brew was the new fancy. Uh, cold brew is definitely like, a thing. Like cap drinks for the yeah, and her cold brew is different yeah. because she adds three pumps of caramel swirl. Apparently, that's a thing. Yeah. Here's the thing, Jordan. Jordan, if this drink wasn't sold out, I would say, Duncan, you don't know what you're doing. You don't want people to go to Duncan and actually be able to get the drink. It wouldn't be as special. You want this thing to be sold out for at least the next six weeks, eight weeks, okay? You want someone to go to Duncan every day for the next two months, okay, until one day in late October, early November, they finally get their Charlie drink. And what do they do? 
They're Instagramming it. They're taking selfies. What no, they're, they're going to TikTok drink. it. They're going to you got to TikTok. They're going to TikTok it. Instagram gonna, that you got to TikTok it because you found it on TikTok, right? Dude, yeah, they're going to instant. They're they're going to TikTok it. Here's the thing, man. They're going to brag about it because for the past two months, every time someone in their network had been lucky enough to find the Charlie drink in stock at a Dunkin'. They've done the same thing. And this thing is going to have a life that's going to go viral for the next 60 days. If you're dunking, yeah. that's how you do a collab, okay? All right, so Holly and just said that my head's going to explode when I, when I learn about nitro cold brew. I do know something about nitro. <laughs> uh, my buddy told me about it. I actually like craft beers, but I just found out Budweiser makes a nitro, like, Bud Heavy. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Well, I... I, I, I <laughs> I bet it is. I'll try. I'll try. Dave, can we pull up a G trend chart on Duncan? Because this is going to blow your mind. Okay, it's going to blow your mind. Um, like Duncan out of nowhere. By the way, everyone's talking about McDonald's Travis Scott, and don't get me wrong, the Travis uh, like meal. It's on fire, okay? It's doing great. Wait, he has um, a meal? I thought they were. he was just, like, making chicken nugget pillows or something no, like no. that. No, no. He has, he has an actual – he has, a, like, a combo that is the – that's his meal. It's a combo. I think it's a off-menu, a normal on-menu item, just like Charlie's drink is something you could customize and make yourself, and that's how she invented it, apparently, is by going to Dunkin' and saying, this is what I want. His meal is the same. So here is right. a chart now of Google Trends for Dunkin'. Just the word Duncan, and uh, that's 12 months. Let's pull it back all the way to five years. Duncan has never been this popular. Look at that. That is Charlie D. Emilio. Is that how you say that it, is. Dave? And do you want to see the first time 100. she went to a drive-thru and got her drink? Because she, she did it on TikTok, and, you know, I'm such a fan. Duncan right now about to order the Charlie for the first time ever. Hi, welcome to Duncan. Hi, may I please order the Charlie? Yeah, we've got that right oh, here right. for you. We'll see you out the window. Thank you. You guys are going to want to try this. Mask time. There you go. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. You're welcome, enjoy. Thank you. Tee <laughs> Guys, can I just ask you a question? Yeah. Where, who are we going to collab with for the dumb money drink or the dumb money burger like can we start thinking about that right now we need to start planting seeds and like we have to have like different things that we love at all the places so that we could have super authentic organic collabs in the future you know we're all about not making money off this channel so i don't know that we do ever want to do that. who knows someday we might we can do enough bad trades we might not might, we might need to start doing sponsorships totally. you know what was so interesting about this trade though we're social arb traders, right? We're all about social edge. And for us, we don't trade unless there is a, a it's a dislocation of information, basically, right? And, and unless there's an imbalance of information, we don't trade. So Jordan, I was talking to one of our, our old uh, ticker tags clients, probably one of our best clients um, in terms of data intelligence. And I started telling him about this, this kind of trade, right, for Duncan. And he had been focused so much on McDonald's and the Travis Scott data that they were tracking that he kind of wasn't looking at this. So the fact that there's another big fast food brand that has a big celebrity, huge celebrity collab, 
I think Wall Street's a little bit distracted right now, and they're not paying as much attention. Like, who's Charlie D'Amelio? Like, this girl on TikTok? Seriously? Like, uh, seriously? No, she's a big deal. So, like, I think that's... Do you, the, you realize she also has a brand deal with Holl- that, what is it, Hollander? Hollander? Hollister. Hollister? Hollister? Yes. The, the, is that a, the is clothing, it the clothing, the clothing company? company? And she has a yeah. uh, hoodie that she picked out the color, and it is, yes. like, selling out. And did you see, yes. did you see Abercrombie and yes. Fitch's... Uh, like stock chart they've been they're a they're a traditionally brick and mortar retail store that has been killing it online and i kind of think that uh charlie might have had something to do with that she also has a brand deal with that makeup company the same one that uh shane dawson used or not shane dawson uh what's his name jeffrey Jeffrey star used to have a deal with until the shane dawson controversy happened and then they pulled the deal from i know i know way too much about youtube are you talking about Elf? You talking no, about it's Elf not cosmetics? Elf. It's that other one. It's that. Well, it's that that incubator of. Um, they're basically a oh, cosmetic yeah. okay. incubator that does about. brand deals with a bunch of influencers and makes their own brands. Well, I... Charlie has a brand new version of their product line. Why, I, I can never think of the names because I was not prepared is for this. Ulta. Is Ulta? Is it Ulta? It is, not, it is sold through Ulta, but is it is a brand okay. of. Um, it, it's a brand that. Was it the one where like Fenty Beauty that whole bit? Okay, you now now I'm now you have uh, me. I have no idea. Oh, Morphe, Dave. Morphe. People are saying Morphe. Morphe. Um, yes, and and Charlie is okay. the Charlie and her sister are the spokespeople for Morphe too. They've basically spun. They already have several brands with uh with influencers, and Morphe too is Charlie and her sister. I think Alex. Well, listen. Right now, all I care about is Duncan because. <laughs> We are in the middle of a pandemic, and I'm seeing record search traffic for Duncan. I'm seeing tweets. Dave, do you want to pull up those tweets? People are driving around cities searching for this drink, okay? And it's just like, it's hot. It's buzzy. It's just perfect timing. And you know what? Uh, I sent you, I texted you some tweets, you and Jordan, a couple tweets about half uh, half an hour before the show. By the way, uh, I do, I, tweets, I do uh, have uh, Day Trader Dad on the line, so we can we can as soon as oh, we finish talking hey. about this, we do have a uh, we we do have that. Uh, we got Day Trader Dad's going to get his free bike, and then guys, the call is starting soon. You'll listen oh, to the 20 call minutes away. with us. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna listen to the call with you. We're gonna comment on it quietly, like like a golf like a golf <laughs> tournament. We're gonna whisper over the call when there are interesting things happening. Okay, so we're gonna broadcast and, and do our commentary. You don't want to miss it. Okay, guys. Okay, here is a this is a tweet that you sent to me. By the way, we've is got video lag. Um okay, I do we? Uh, if you look, I I should have uh, I was not feeding you the program signal through Skype, but you should be able to see it now. Okay. Can you? Oh, you're, you're still seeing me. Hang on. Let me let me yeah, see you. send the right thing. By the way, I just heard that Zoomies, my other pick that people were making fun of me is oh my gosh that's up uh 231 after hours everyone was making fun of me for zoomies but <laughs> i stuck <laughs> with it okay i stuck with it i it, it i know you guys i know you guys thought i was nuts on the zoomies trade i know it i get it i kind of thought i was nuts too um but i'm very happy to see zoomies uh you know get back up there to 27 that's been a that's been a really nice trade really nice trade wow love that that's awesome. Very cool. Okay, now I'm not going to be able to send the program feed back to you guys because uh, Skype has done that thing where they re-sign their program and up 
kicked me out of being able to send things through it. So. Okay, cool. Can we finish this segment though, Dave? Yes. Can I just, can we wrap so it up? this this okay. tweet you sent me says, "LMAO, I went to Dunkin' because I wanted to try the Charlie, and it is sold out." Upside down, smiley. Lots of tweets like that. <laughs> Duncan, Charlie, sold out. Okay, this thing so is So is an upside down better. smiley the same as a frown? I think so. <laughs> or, is it, or is it like a more playful frown? It must be. When, when, do, we, when do we get too old to interpret social, uh, social trends? I think it's right now. Uh, I think I just now lost touch. I'm pretty sure I, I can tell you for a fact that people in the comments were saying that we are so old because you didn't know how to say Charlie D. Emilio's name. Yeah. And what, what, our, by the way, our, our feed is so choppy that they can't even people can't even see us. It's, oh well, that's a problem. I wonder what we can do about that. Um, well, it's because we have uh, so many things. I have I have like a I have a second uh, hangout going on so that we can bring in Day Trader Dad. Okay. Let, all right. Let, can we let's end this segment by saying, hey, we're not we're not <laughs> financial advisors. Don't do what we t- what we do. We don't know what your risk tolerance is. But as far as Charlie and Duncan and coffee goes, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm probably going to double down tomorrow on Duncan Are because you? I love this collab. This collab was, it's just, it's perfect in every way. I love well, it. the stock I'm really hasn't Duncan. moved yet, right, right, Chris? It's still just Yeah, it's up a out. lot since it's, since it's, Is uh, it? well, it's up a lot since the de- the low back in whenever that was. Well, yeah. Well, but I don't think no, it hasn't moved really moved on from this, this yet. No, it yeah. has not moved on this. So there's still, I think there's still room to arb this particular collab. I don't know how much. I like it though. I, I, I really like the momentum that this collab brings to the brand. I think it's going to bring in a lot of new customers. I think that Wall Street will start to appreciate it over the next few weeks. Um, so yeah, all around, I love it. And Jordan, you are, did you buy any Duncan? No, not yet. I'll probably, I'll probably buy some tomorrow. All right, cool. Got Jordan in. Now we just need Dave. What do you think? Three for three day? You get in some Dunkin'? Um, you ordered the drink, right? You have to. I, if my drink gets here and I like it, I'm all over Dunkin'. Wait, so okay. who's going to bring you that drink? I'm going to have to run down there at some point in the show oh, you've gotta, and, you and have get to it. They're delivering it to my front door. I have a sign on the door sure. saying, uh, leave, <laughs> leave packages. Okay. Um, you want to get this? Let's get Dad on. Yes. Day trade Dad. Let me. Uh, I'm, I'm setting up a video source so that we can actually see him. Nothing like uh, doing this all live. Okay, and if we uh, do that, and then I maybe switch to this thing that says uh, guest. Now, I don't know if anyone's going to be able to hear. I, I don't really know how this is going to work because we were not planning on this at all. Uh, I have a four shot with guest set up. There he is. <laughs> There's Day Trader Dad in the corner, and you guys aren't going to be able to see him. I can hear him. I don't know if anyone else can. Let me turn on Safari sound, maybe. I can't hear him. You cannot. Okay. Dave, ask him if he has a, 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 a bike yet. Is this his first bike? Does he already have one? What's he going to do with it? Yeah, so, I so know first what, of all, what, Day what Trader, what, what's your actual name? <laughs> Chris, oh, well, thank you for uh, watching. We're, we're so glad to have you part of the, the family here. Um, Day Trader Dad is Chris. And Chris, we want to know, do you have a bike already? Or is this your first one? No one can hear him, Dave. Nobody can hear him. Or see him, by the way. I, I'm watching yeah. the YouTube, and I, I don't Dave see Can Dave even hear us? I don't think Dave can hear us. <laughs> I'll call Dave. Oh, really? <laughs> Dave, nobody can hear him. 
I'm I'm being told I'm being told that nobody can hear you, so we're gonna have to interrupt the interview. <laughs> that, that's All right, awesome. we might need to end. Let's end this interview. You got the answer. We're gonna, yeah, we're, we're what we're gonna do is we're going to we're gonna call you back. Oh wait, and nobody can even see him either. I'm the worst no, at producing a show. I, Dave, I literally get his am number. I'll call him. I'll call him on my phone. Get his number. I'll call him on my phone. We'll do it that way. What we're going to do, oh, his, he, he's I, a real person and he's actually on the screen, but you're not going to be able to hear him. So what we're going to do is we will, we will have the, uh, the reaction from, um, from Day Trader Dad, whose name is Chris, and he is getting a Peloton thanks to Dumb Money. And we will, uh, we will play his reaction in our next episode. So stay tuned for that because yeah. he's, he has a lot of, he has a lot to say, which is why I was sitting there in silence and, and you guys were wondering why I was not paying attention to you. <laughs> thank All you so right. much Sorry, Chris Dave, we will um, we will uh, actually call you back after this show but thank you so much for uh, for watching and congratulations we hope you enjoy the bike yes um, alright guys maybe by getting rid of him and his feed the, our feed will get quicker because we're like so slow I hope so I don't know if I should if there's anything we could do about this but I mean my CPU says it's only using 9% of its uh, power right now and but the last time, wasn't it your, uh, weren't you uploading too high a quality? I've lowered our quality. I have no <laughs> <For> idea. For sure. <laughs> it's probably because I had a, uh, you know, HD uh, Google Hangout call going at the same time that nobody could see or hear. Yeah. I'm hoping it gets better if you, huh. That's, that's off now, though. Sorry, guys. Uh, oh, you yeah. know, this happens. Let's see. We did have a bunch of uh, skipped frames, but it looks like we may be back to normal now. It was uh, yeah, due to an encoding lag, right so yeah, my, my computer was trying to encode and like send things to you, and we had we had too much going on. So we are we're back at full awesome. speed ahead. You guys probably couldn't watch what we were talking about, but we basically talked to uh, the the winner of the Peloton bike, and we are going to have him back on the show on our next episode to um, to hear his whole story. Dave, you need a more expensive MacBook. You only spent what? 6,000 on that. MacBook? I, I literally <laughs> bought the most expensive MacBook pro 16, the brand new one. It has uh, like 16 cores and it has as much Ram as you can put on, put in it. <laughs> I, I need a desktop. Clearly. No, oh, I, have, I, have, I have the, uh, it's an eight core. I nine 64 gigs of Ram running an AMD, uh, eight gig uh, graphics card. It should be fine, but apparently not enough to uh, stream multiple webcasts at the same time. Oh, and I'm recording. So, here's so I actually am. If it's an encoder problem, I'm encoding the live stream at like 3,000, and I'm recording our recording of this at like 5,000 so that we have a backup. But anyway, that's not what you guys came here to watch. We're just glad <laughs> to be moving at full speed ahead. So I think, Dave, that I am now up, um, if it sticks, if it sticks, okay? I think since March, I might be up, gosh, on my Piton, a total of, oh my God, it's a lot. Three, four, yeah, about four million, a solid four million since March. What, I mean, I am happy to give that bike away. And, and I, I want to talk about this, guys. Uh, I said this in other episodes. My biggest regret going back, you know, a decade and a half of, of social arb trading is not going in heavier on my highest conviction trades. And I know it's really difficult to do that because like, well, I can't put it that much money behind a single trade. 
And, you know, in the book that I wrote, Laughing at Wall Street, by the way, guys, my book, I still have like 300 of them to mail out for free. If you live in the U.S. and you want a free Laughing at Wall Street book, literally all you have to do is go on dumbmoney.tv forward slash book, put your name and address, and in the next week, uh, we're mailing you a book. I need to get rid of these. 300 left. They're gone. Like, I want to get rid of them in the next week. They're $25 books. So get it, read it, give it to a friend, sell it on eBay or Amazon, do what you want with it. Like, just say something nice about it on Amazon. That's all I ask for is like, if you like it, it'd be really cool if you went on Amazon and just did a little one line review saying, hey, I really like this book for this reason. Um, but it's yours to have. Just go to that link, right? Um, but here's the deal, guys. That's where you can get the free book. I talk about having, uh, I call it an other people's money account, right? And, and what I mean by that is when you think about your money as being a hundred times what it is, because that's what we did. You know, we, we generate a hundred times our money. In our case, quite honestly, over 15 years, we've done a thousand times our money. So we've taken tens of thousands and turned them into tens of millions over the past 14 years. Uh, but when you think of money like that, you can figure out ways to save money, like clipping coupons, uh, doing your own lawn getting your haircut every five weeks instead of every three weeks, whatever, like that stuff. And you could take that money and take really big risk with it. Like that's what I do. I do it with money that I'm not going to miss, like money that's not for my college, edu kids' college education or my taxes or my family vacations, but money that I'm just literally saving in other areas so I can take a big risk on Peloton with like options, right? Um, but I think once you get to that point, when you really believe in something, taking a risk to have an account with money that you're not afraid to take a risk with is the number one thing that I would teach people. Because if you don't have money that you're capable of taking a risk with, I don't care how you get that money or how you save that money or how you allocate that money, maybe spend an extra year to buy the big screen TV and buy it for $300 less and take that $300 of savings and put it in your big money account. And that's the money that you trade Peloton options with. Because if you lose it, it's just money that you sacrificed in another part of your life, right? And you knew you were going to take a risk with. If I didn't have that kind of money, I would never be able to do this, right? I would never be able to take a risk like this. Um, and that's how it's been for the last 15 years. It started with what, a few thousand dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. And now we're talking about tens of millions. And guys, we didn't just have this money like 10 years. It didn't just come out of nowhere, we started really, really small. And there's a lot of people on Twitter that are like, guys, I can't do what you do because I don't have like that much money. I'm like, we literally started with a tiny bit of money, you know, and grew it here. Well, yeah, and, and so, years of saving and smaller investments and, you know, honing our skills and learning from our mistakes and having options trades blow up on us and losing all of our money and doing all those things gave us the confidence to feel like we know what we're doing, even though nobody knows what they're doing. We, we feel like we know what we're doing. We have a good strategy well, we, we, at least. We, 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 you know, we hopefully know what we're doing more than we don't know what we're doing. But I used to be a rabid coupon clipper, okay, guys? I used to clip a crazy amount of coupons, okay? I actually, I, I literally remember going on a first date in high school and taking to a, going to a comedy club and using a buy one get one coupon from the passbook. Remember that passbook thing, the guys? Passbook, yes. Like actually used to using sell the passbook. As a, yeah, as a teenager, what was I thinking? Is there anything lamer? Like literally handing a coupon for buy one get one on a date, okay, to save like four dollars, okay, for the comedy <laughs> I club. <love> that. <laughs> but guys, that's what you have to do, right? And now here I am on YouTube. I seem like a big douchebag talking about, oh, I made four million dollars. But dude, like. 
this is, I want you to see, it goes from clipping coupons to this, like figuring out a way to get the high risk money, taking high risk, you know, bets on things you really believe in where you really did your homework. And then ultimately you get to this point and it doesn't take a hundred years. It's like 14 years, 15 years for us. Right. Anyway, sorry to go on that rant, guys, but we had a few minutes before Peloton. And you never let me rant anymore on our on our quick one hour shows. So I love it when you rant. Are you kidding? That's the it's the best part. It's my favorite part of the day. <laughs> what time is this call? Starts in about five minutes. Um, what we you know so far. What's that? Yeah, dude, it's my it's my wife's birthday today. Oh shoot! Sorry. So dude. I'm gonna I've got to go at a certain point to go because we're picking up. Um, I'm picking up food, but uh, I'm fine right now. <laughs> you know you can get it ordered in, right? Hmm. Dave has a Dunkin' Donuts coffee being delivered to him. Hey, you just <laughs> talked about other people's money. Me saving the five dollars for delivery fee—that's gonna—that's money that I can invest. So think about that, Chris. Uh, by, the way, by the way, you just, just got to this whole topic yeah. up. I just got a text. What? My uh, order is here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna actually leave before the phone call starts. We have five minutes until the yeah. call starts, right? Hurry up, so, Dave. We cannot be late to this call. Hurry up. So what do you what are you guys doing for uh, birthday? Uh, that's about it. So we've got um, Medea coming, or no? I'm telling, I'm com- I'm going to get Medea from scratch. Uh, and that's about it. We're just gonna hang What's out. Medea? I mean, we're not going anywhere. Medea. It's a it's a place. It's a Mexican place in Grapevine. By the way, best margaritas in the Metroplex. They've got okay. like the whole crazy menu where they've got you know like jalapeno margaritas and. You know, all I sorts of things. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. And so um, it'll be a surprise. Adrian actually ordered. So I don't know if she got us margaritas or not. I really hope she did. Dude, um, we order from this place. It's called Queso and Margaritas. They're delivery only. And all they deliver is queso and frozen margaritas pre-done. Just that's all they do. And we just oh, get yeah. it by the pool. Yeah, it's that's great. awesome. Great. Because you okay, get it delivered. So- Tomorrow's my birthday, and all I want to do for my birthday is sell my Peloton options at something other than a crazy big loss. And if I could actually make a tiny bit of money, that'd be sweet. Uh, but, you know, at this point, I made so much money on the last batch, I don't necessarily need these to totally kill it. If they stay at this price right now, I'd be very, very happy if it stays at 94. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd be able to sell those options at basically exactly what I bought them for this morning. And I remember I already booked a million on the ones I sold this morning from last week. So that would mean that million is just locked in on these options. And then guys, honestly, you know what I'm going to do with some of that money? I'm going to buy more Peloton. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to buy more Peloton stock or if I'm going to just buy options going into the holiday season. But I am planning to absolutely buy more Peloton no matter what happens. I'm going to add to my Peloton position tomorrow. So, yeah. This oh, you're is not buying a- more Peloton. Yes. I only have 35,000 shares. I know that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> that's a, that's want, an insane amount of shares. But listen, I want more. I want more. <laughs> You did a double shot. If Man, if I were to do that at this time of night, I would be high out of my mind on caffeine, and I wouldn't be able to sleep. I, I don't know how you're going to do that, Dave. Yes. You can't, you can't go all in on a social arms trade and not buy the product. Since I was young, you had me spunk. Get what you want. Let's get it. Hey, Dave, I think you muted the audio. That's how you dunk him, word. I hear it. Oh. Yeah, you heard it. People are saying they can't hear Dave. 
Okay, I, yeah, I had muted myself. It. I forgot to unmute myself when I got back. So I got the uh, I got the drink. This um, is the Charlie, freshly delivered to my house. Which, by the way, I was I was just saying that when you order this, it is uh, basically a cold brew with three pumps of caramel swirl, as you just heard in the song, and uh, it is uh, whole milk, and uh, that's it. It's cold brew, caramel swirl, and whole milk. It's a three dollar and forty nine cent drink. You can get it delivered through DoorDash and through Uber Eats. Uh, I use DoorDash, and let me just tell you how much this three dollar and forty nine cent drink cost after. The uh, DoorDash delivery fee, tax, the service fee, the small order fee, and the tip. How much? Fourteen dollars and eighty-three cents. I was gonna say fifteen dollars. I was gonna say fifteen dollars. But it's totally worth it. Money. If you'd have just driven yourself, you'd save that ten dollars. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't be able to. Bought some. Uh... I wouldn't be on the show. And look, they they put it in this bag, and the bag was completely sealed. It was like it was like. Perfectly closed. I paper wrapped realize, so that I, I don't have to worry about the the Rona. <laughs> to touch anything? But. You can't touch that now, Dave. You can't touch it. You better have uh, disinfectant wipes. Uh, I do. Now, uh, I do. I have made money off of almost every single celeb call. Oh, we're on. We're on. I I I if I don't make at least twenty or thirty thousand dollars off this Duncan collab, I'm going to be really upset. I want to make enough money to buy Charlie's for the next year. Um, okay, Dave, we got to get on this call. This is this is happening yes, now. Yes, I'm pulling We're it up back. right now. Dave, can you drink coffee and sleep at night like this late? I mean, it's only four o'clock. Yeah, there's plenty. plenty four o'clock. Right or go back to sleep. Everyone hear the music? Yeah, I, I have the music. So let me um, let me pump this through so that everyone can hear it now. The outdoorsy dude just said that was a fifteen hundred dollar drink, Dave. Okay, so the music is playing. What you said? What? It, it, that's true. Fifteen hundred dollars yeah. drink. That is true. You know what though? At a thousand x, Jordan, because that's where we are today. We're at a thousand x our money. I know it seems hard to believe, but we're at a thousand x our money. It's actually a hundred. So is that a hundred and fifty thousand dollars drink? Wait, fifteen. That'd be a hundred fifty. Yeah, a hundred fifty thousand dollars drink, Dave. I'm gonna really enjoy every <laughs> bit of it too. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It makes me want to dance. Now it's official. Been in love with you for a minute. Shake. Yeah, I love everything that's in it. Shake, shake. Since I was young, you had me sprung. Get, get what you want. Let's get it. I'm going to learn how to do a Charlie dance. I, I think I will have to do a Charlie dance on Dumb Money at some point if I cash out. If I make more than if I make more than twenty five thousand dollars on this trade, I'm going to figure out how to do a Charlie dance. <laughs> no, if you make if you make more than twenty five thousand, hey, the, the the music's too loud on the uh, yeah, the very loud on the conference call. <laughs> All right, Chris, can we get a commitment? If you make more than fifty thousand, 
Can you uh, send somebody one of these Dunkin' drinks? Uh, actually, I'm I'm just feeding it to you guys too loud. I turned I turned it down I on the feed. About the volume. It's way, it should be way low on the feed. There's only one real way to know, though. Hang on. <laughs> I'll say, Jordan, what are you saying? If I make more than fifty, what do I need to do? I literally can't hear myself even think with how loud this music is. <laughs> I know. It's so hang on, loud. hang on, hang on. I was saying, if you make if you make more than fifty k on Duncan, you should send somebody one of these drinks. You should you should Postmates them. Oh, that a, a drink. I thought you were gonna make me like do like a whole series of TikTok. Like, am I gonna send someone? No, a... would that be that would be hilarious? Like, you send somebody a. I I'll send somebody a drink. Just yeah, descend it regardless. I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to get a Charlie drink tomorrow. All right, All right. the call's starting, guys. Well, this is your question right. reflect the management's views as of today only and will include statements related to our business that are forward-looking statements under... Can you guys hear that? Is yes. Feeding 30 or... They yeah. differ materially from those contained in or implied by these forward-looking statements due to risks and uncertainties associated with our business. For discussion of the material risks and other important factors that could impact our actual results... Please refer to our SEC filings in today's shareholder letter, both of which can be found on our investor relations website. During this call, we will discuss both GAAP and non-GAAP financial measures. A reconciliation of GAAP to non-GAAP financial measures is provided in today's shareholder letter. Lastly, I wanted to remind everyone that we'll be hosting a well, virtual While they're reading all of these important disclaimers, um, I just have to say that uh, Pedro from Money Talks with Pedro Tellerico, just paid for my coffee and then some and, and bought you guys one too. He, he just sent us a super chat. We, we try to tell you guys, don't send us super chats. We don't need them, but he sent a $50 super chat. So Pedro, shout out. We're sad. Pedro, I'm going to take that money and I'm going to donate it somewhere really good, I promise. I'll let you know where I'm donating. So many lives Thank you. And bringing profound hardship to millions of others. But we remain hopeful that human ingenuity will be able to rein in this plague before too much more suffering occurs. We profoundly thank our frontlines, healthcare workers, and other essential workers continuing to keep us healthy and safe. This year has also brought back into focus long-standing societal injustices ingrained in our communities. From Peloton's beginnings, we've endeavored to create an inclusive and supportive workplace and community for everyone, but self-reflection in the wake of this year's tragic events led us to believe we can and must do more. Peloton is committed to being an anti-racist organization, and to help achieve that goal, we have made a $100 million commitment over the next four years across internal and external initiatives to fight racial injustice and inequity and promote health and well-being for all. I am incredibly proud of the hard work of all Peloton team members. It has been another staggering year of growth, and I know all parts of the organization have had to work together to do everything possible to meet the incredible demand for our products and services. The strong tailwind we experienced in March as the COVID-19 pandemic took hold has continued to propel demand for our products into the fourth quarter and first couple months of Q1 fiscal year 2021. Organic demand for our bike remains strong and member engagement remains elevated despite improving weather and the gradual reopening of the brick and mortar fitness locations. With the unexpected continuation of these elevated sales trends, 
our teams have continued to grow our manufacturing base and expedited shipments of products where possible while scaling delivery and member support teams. With that said, while we have reduced wait times for our bikes since May, there remains much work to be done. Amidst all of this, we have worked hard to innovate our connected fitness product portfolio, and we are proud to introduce a major expansion of our hardware portfolio, delivering on our promise of offering a better best product strategy for both bike and tread. Bike Plus, our exciting new follow-up to the bike that launched Peloton and created the connected fitness category, brings a new 360-degree rotating display, enhanced sound, and digital resistance controls to provide a more seamless and immersive workout experience. We've listened to our member feedback and kept what's special about our original bike, but added features we know our members will love. The 360-degree rotating display allows members to easily pivot and tilt the screen, adding strength, yoga, and stretching to their routine or take our new Bike Bootcamp class series. With the announcement of Bike Plus, we implemented a $350 price reduction to our original bike, which is now available for $49 per month on a 39-month 0% APR financing. Over the last five years, we've been able to realize significant production and scale efficiencies. We're excited to pass those cost savings to prospective members. As of today, nearly all of our 103 showrooms are now open for appointments where members can see and try our new Bike Plus. The Bike Plus is now available in the U.S., Canada, U.K., and Germany. On Tuesday, we also announced the coming availability of our new lower-priced Peloton Tread. Our new Tread brings all of the magic of the Peloton fitness ecosystem from our immersive running and boot camp classes to our interactive software and community to a more affordable, smaller footprint. Despite the smaller size, the Peloton Tread has ample running surface area and provides running comfort on a sleek belt drive. While we had hoped to launch our new tread more quickly and in greater supply, we had to make some tough decisions regarding supply chain resource allocation due to the surge in demand we've been experiencing for our bike. We also felt it was important to introduce the full bike and tread portfolio of products all at once to give customers the best visibility to choose the product or products that fit their fitness goals. As you know, we won't cut corners when it comes to product quality or delivery standards, as both are critical to delivering the best customer experience. We are as confident as ever that our new tread, combined with our existing tread, now known as Peloton Tread Plus, is a better best tread hardware portfolio that represents an enormous growth opportunity for Peloton over the coming years, multiples of our bike opportunity, as we view the tread line as a portal to full body workout. As we noted in our press release, our new Peloton tread will be available in the UK on December 26th and in the US and Canada early next year and Germany later in 2021. As you guys are it seeing, the uh, stock is actually dropping as he continues to talk here. So uh, of our bike, this is, this is interesting. Along of our lower priced Peloton tread are important steps to achieving this goal. 
The heart of our strategy is increasing the value proposition of our platform, including expanding our portfolio of connected fitness products, investing in new fitness verticals, adding innovative software features, and continuing to improve our overall member experience. As member engagement rates continue to climb, we're lowering our members' cost per workout. In the same vein of providing more value in conjunction with the launch of the Bike Plus, we're excited to debut our new series of bike boot camp classes, and in the coming months, we'll have other exciting new content verticals available on Peloton Digital. To help prospective members assess how the value proposition of Peloton compares to their current fitness routines, we recently launched a value calculator on our website. We encourage you to visit and check it out so you can see how much time and money your household can save with the Peloton platforms over time. On to our subscriber metrics. We're thrilled to say that we passed a major milestone this past quarter, growing our connected fitness subscription base 113% to over 1 million. As of June 30th, we had 3.1 million global members, inclusive of our 1.09 million connected fitness subscriptions and 317,000 digital subscribers. We remain very excited about Peloton Digital, where we're seeing improved conversion and upgrade rates stemming from a lower price of $12.99, 90-day free trial earlier in the year, and an improved value proposition with a broader library of non-cycling classes and access points across Apple, Roku, Fire TV, and Android TV. As of today, we have grown to nearly 500,000 digital subscribers. While we have seen incredible growth in digital subscriptions, we do expect growth to taper in the coming quarters. Digital fitness is a highly competitive category with higher churn and lower barriers to entry than our connected fitness subscription and model. While we believe we have the best digital fitness experience with the broadest and deepest assortment of high-quality programming, we continue to focus on digital as an acquisition channel and added value for our connected fitness subscriptions. And we're excited to say that digital is emerging as our fastest growing lead generation channel. My favorite KPI is workouts represented by our connected fitness subscriptions. In the fourth quarter, workouts reached 76.8 million, up 333% year over year, equating to nearly 25 average workouts per connected fitness subscription per month, compared to 12.0 workouts per subscription per month in the fourth quarter of That's last year. Insane. Our incredibly high engagement levels have resulted in continued low average net monthly connected fitness churn, which for the quarter and full year was 0.52% and 0.62% respectively. Peloton is a great example of our ability to deliver breakthrough. This is a very boring phone call. We need to, we need to spice it up, guys. While demonstrating the scale no, and commitment you of our community. The word. Over the course of four weeks this summer, over 325,000 members participated in Peloton, logging over 9 million workouts and raising over $1 million for hunger relief. That workout figure of 25 a month was insane. Per Before I turn it over fitness, to Jill to take you through the quarter and outlook insane. for fiscal year 21, I'd like to extend my deep appreciation to our entire Peloton team. 
You've risen to every challenge this uncertain world has thrown at us and stayed true to our mission of bringing physical and mental well-being to our member community. As I often say, I'm proud to know you, to work with you, and to learn from you every day. You needed a Charlie drink, Dave, before this call. Now over to you, Jill. Definitely. Thanks, John. Before diving into the numbers, I'd like to... She doesn't sound like she's had a Charlie drink either. ...support our segment. I should put that Charlie song in the background. Maybe that would spice it up. in other segments, which includes primarily apparel sales, into our Connected Fitness product segment. As many of you know, a large percentage of our apparel sales are related to Peloton's referral program, which helps drive sales of our Connected Fitness products. Therefore, this change in reporting reflects how we think about the interplay between apparel and connected fitness product sales. Also, other represented less than 2% of our consolidated sales, and we believe narrowing our reporting to two segments offers a cleaner picture of our operating results. To see how this change impacts our prior reported results, please see the reconciliation table in the appendix of our shareholder letter. Now, on to our our results for the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, we generated total revenue of $607 million, representing 172% year-over-year growth, exceeding expectations across all geographies. Our performance was driven by a significant number of undelivered bikes carried over from Q3, expedited bike shipments, and strong sustained demand throughout the, the quarter. While we had resumed Tread sales and deliveries in some markets towards the end of the fourth quarter, Tread Plus had minimal impact on our revenue in the quarter. Gross margin in the fourth quarter grew to 47.6%, an improvement of 275 basis points year over year. Our connected fitness product gross margin was 45.3%, exceeding our expectations despite including 60 basis points of impact from the inclusion of the other segment. Year-over-year improvement was driven by a mixed shift to bike deliveries and continued product cost efficiencies achieved, partially offset by overall expense growth, including expedited shipping of our products and COVID-related costs in the quarter. As of today, we have resumed normal delivery protocols for our bike, Tread Plus deliveries, and service calls in nearly all of our markets. Subscription gross margin for the quarter was 56.8%, and subscription contribution margin was 64.1%, exceeding expectations primarily due to the leveraging of our fixed costs of content production. Total operating expense as a percent of revenue was 32.7%, compared to 66.9% in Q4 of last year. Think about how that rolls out in two, three years with those fixed costs staying the same. Which, when combined with our sales performance, drove significant year-over-year improvement of sales and marketing as a percentage of revenue. With better-than-expected sales, better gross margin, and operating expense leverage, our Q4 adjusted EBITDA was $143.6 million dollars, representing an adjusted EBITDA margin of 23.7%. We're pleased that Q4 represented our first quarter of positive net income, which was $89.1 million, or $0.27 per diluted share. We're proud of how quickly we've achieved our profitability, but our priorities are unchanged. 
We will continue to invest aggressively in new product development, scaling our manufacturing capabilities, introducing new software features, and adding more fitness and wellness programming in order to capitalize on what we believe is a massive global market opportunity. We have a strong balance sheet with over $1.8 billion of liquidity and an untapped $250 million credit facility, providing significant resources to continue investing in our platform to drive growth. Now on to our outlook. Given where we are in the quarter, plus our significant backlog of bike deliveries, we have a solid view into our first quarter results. So you should expect our Q1 results to map closely to the guidance that we're offering you today. Looking further out into fiscal 21, we have had to make important assumptions regarding our performance as well as the sales mix of our new products. And while COVID-19 has clearly had a positive impact on our performance to date, the duration of the crisis and macroeconomic impact remain unknown. So while we aim to offer a realistic range of anticipated performance for fiscal year 21, we're also acknowledging that projecting more than a quarter out does present uncertainty. When we reported Q3 results in May, We'd expected demand to moderate in Q4. However, the unexpected increase in COVID-19 cases in many states, starting in late June, had sustained the imbalance of supply and demand in many geographies for us. This has made it challenging to meaningfully reduce our order-to-delivery timeframes in the U.S. While we have materially increased our production capacity in recent months and continue to grow our manufacturing capabilities, we do not expect to return to normalized order-to-delivery windows in the U.S. prior to the end of Q2 fiscal 21. Wow. In Q1, we expect revenue of $720 million to $730 million, representing 218% year-over-year growth at the midpoint of the range. At the end of Q4, we had $230 million of connected fitness deferred revenue associated with bikes ordered but not yet delivered. The price reduction of our bike yesterday will impact revenue in Q1 as we are proactively refunding all customers who received their bike but are still within the 30-day home trial window. We are also refunding customers waiting for delivery of their bike. Those customers pending delivery can also opt to upgrade their order to Bike Plus for an additional cost. Our guidance reflects these substantial refunds, which reduce revenue for the period. We believe these automatic refunds are the right strategy for Peloton as a member's first organization. Also, current U.S. bike owners are eligible to trade it in for Bike Plus and receive $700 in cash, a free yoga and toning accessories package, and free pickup. We were able to make this compelling offer because of our incredible logistics platform and partners who are able to perform reverse logistics at scale. Please note that the buyback program does not impact the P&L, only the balance sheet. For fiscal 21, we are estimating total revenue in the range of $3.5 billion to $3.65 billion, representing 96% year-over-year growth at the midpoint. We are incredibly excited to add our new Bike Plus and lower-priced Peloton Tread into our product portfolio, which will drive additional growth for us going forward. The introduction of the new Peloton Tread, though, will have minimal impact on our revenue in fiscal 21. 
and will impact growth more meaningfully in fiscal 22 and beyond as we ramp production and ensure a high-quality rollout, as John noted earlier. In Q1, we forecast end-of-period connected fitness subscriptions of 1.32 million to 1.33 million, representing 135% year-over-year growth at the midpoint. For Q1, we expect average net monthly connected fitness churn to be below 0.75%, reflecting recent trends. For fiscal 21, we forecast 2.05 million to 2.1 million ending connected fitness subscriptions, representing year-over-year growth of 90% at the midpoint, an average net monthly connected fitness churn to stay under 1%. For Q1 and the full year, we expect a gross profit margin of approximately 41%. In Q1 and the full year, we expect Connected Fitness product gross margin to decline year-over-year year to roughly 37 and 36%, respectively. This reflects the price change of our existing bike, a mixed shift to Peloton Tread Plus, and further investments we plan to make as we continue to scale our manufacturing base and logistics platform. Subscription contribution margin in Q1 and the full year will be roughly flat year-over-year at 63% and 64% respectively. With the massive opportunity in front of us to grow our global fitness platform, we continue to invest in fitness content. While we expect some leveraging of content production costs, these efficiencies will largely be offset by increases in variable costs, such as music, associated with the continued high engagement of our members, a mixed shift to digital subscriptions, given the price change and performance of 90-day free trial, additional investments in new content verticals, and increasing our library of international and foreign language classes. However, our long-term target of achieving a greater than 70% subscription contribution margin remains intact. At this juncture, we expect moderate advertising spend in Q2 and more robust spend as we progress through the fiscal year. With light marketing spend in the first half of the fiscal year, we will be able to deliver significant year-over-year leveraging of sales and marketing expense as a percentage of revenue in the full year. We will also continue to invest heavily in scaling our platform through people and technology but expect general and administrative expense to show significant leverage as a percentage of sales. Research and development expense is expected to be flat as a percent of revenue year over year. Despite the reductions to gross margin in Q1 due to the price reduction on our original bike and mixed shift to Tread Plus, we expect strong sales flow through, leveraging the fixed costs, and reductions to media spend uh, to produce Q1 adjusted EBITDA in the range of $80 million to $90 million. This represents an adjusted EBITDA margin of 11.7% at the midpoint of the ranges. For fiscal 21, we expect adjusted EBITDA of $200 million to $275 million, representing an adjusted EBITDA margin of 6.6% at the midpoint of the ranges. I will now turn it over to the operator to take your questions. Thank you. I want to ask the about the rowing machine. You need to press star one on your telephone. Say it again. <laughs> Someone needs to ask about the rowing machine just to get their, see how they react yeah, to it, right? throw them off. We ask if you please limit yourself to one question and one follow-up. 
Please stand by while we compile the Q&A roster. Our first question comes from the line of Doug Anmuth of J.P. Morgan. Your line is open. Thanks for taking the questions. Um, one for Jill and then one for John. Um, Jill, just on the 41% gross margin that you talked about for fiscal 21. <laughs> no follow-ups. And, and the 37% connected fitness. Um, can you just help us um, flesh out a little bit more around the gross margin profiles across um, the four pieces of hardware going forward, maybe just a little bit more on the puts and takes, and, and do you still expect connected fitness product gross profit to offset um, sales and marketing spending, uh, you know, on a more normalized basis? And then, John, um, you're clearly talking about uh, strength and, and boot camps a lot more here, and, and we see that with the rotating screen on Bike Plus and then also the tread as a gateway to strength. Um, what are your current views around a specific um, hardware product that's strength-focused? Thanks. Great. Thanks, Doug. Uh, so first, on gross margin, um, as you can imagine, as we introduce new products, we're naturally faced with a higher cost structure until we can achieve quantities that allow us to take our cost down. Um, for us, it was really important to lower the price of our bike by $350. Um, but obviously that has impact to our connected fitness gross profit margin, but does represent a really important step for us in increasing the accessibility of our products. Um, I would say um, in terms of your, your question around is our a deterioration in gross margin um, offsetting still our sales and marketing expense or what we have often referred to as net CAC, uh, the answer most definitely is yes, and you're correct. We focus very much so on gross profit dollars, not gross profit margin, um, allowing us to do things like lower the, the price uh, of, of the bike. Um, the only other color I would give you is that if you look across our bike portfolio, now that we've dropped the price um, of our original bike, I would say those two products have similar gross margins and our new tread and our existing uh, Tread Plus have very similar gross margin profiles as well. Yeah, Doug, how you doing? Uh, good to connect. Um, yeah, we, uh, as you know, we love strength. Um, we need to win strength from my perspective. Um, we are going to, with our bike tr uh, line, uh, Better Best, and our Tread line, Better Best, we're clearly going to win cardio. And so strength is an important uh, vertical for us to um, to put a, a flag down on. Uh, clearly, if you're going to move all of your fitness um, uh, programming into the home, um, strength strength is another complement to your cardio that we need to win. Uh, I will remind you, I think you know this, Doug, with our new studios in New York and London, we have dedicated strength um, uh, studios within those broader studios. We're gonna have more and more uh, programming for uh, strength training, not just uh, the bike boot camp, but uh, with the with the lower price tread, the treadmill workouts, um, and tread boot camp, which I've said in the past, I think are the, are the best boot camp, uh, best workouts because they're both cardio and strength. Um, and so we think that our approach here is going to be a winning approach um, uh, with respect to other products in the marketplace. Um, we haven't seen anything that we are. Um, uh, personally that I'm that excited about. I like to work out with free weights and bands and, um, and body weight, and we're going to offer that in such volume that we think we're going to be able to win with, uh, with our current approach. That, does that answer your question? Yes, that helps. Thank you both. Appreciate it. Thanks, Doug. 
Thank you. Our next question comes from Heath Terry of Goldman Sachs. Your line is open. Great, thanks. Um, John, back back in May, you all talked about doubling um, production capacity. Can you give us a sense of you know what you've been able to do to increase production capacity since then, as as demand has stayed at such a an, an elevated level, and um, how you envision managing meeting the incredible demand that you're seeing now versus the the risk of overbuilding ahead of you know what hopefully eventually becomes sort of more no, normalized demand as we get back to whatever version of normal we're gonna we're gonna get back to um, and then um, you know Jill as we as we look at the margin guidance for uh, the current quarter and for the for the full year can you um, give us a little bit more detail in terms of uh, what role advertising um, plays within that obviously uh, a lot of the outperformance in this most recent quarter was delivered was driven by um, Peloton not really being on the air and, and marketing the way that you were. It, it, at what point do you see uh, the company coming back on to drive demand um, in your in in that way in your your financial forecasts? Keith, uh, uh, thanks for the questions. Um, I'm going to pass it over real quick to William Lynch, our president, who I know you know uh, in in just a second. But I do want to say. To your, to your idea of us overbuilding supply chain capacity, um, that's, that's a term that's never been, ex, uh, uh, that's never come up in the Peloton, um, senior leadership, uh, rooms or boardrooms. Um, the, what do we do to, to meet the current demand is absolutely a top three priority. And, and William can uh, give you a little bit more color, but we believe that this opportunity globally, um, and the Sam and Tam in the in the new markets we're going to go into the coming years and the and the existing markets we're in, we feel like there's such a massive opportunity that we need to invest heavily in supply chain for years and years to maintain it. And we don't think that it's going to when you say normalize coming out of COVID, uh, we don't we don't see that. Um, we see that we're going to be able to market into um, uh, a, a massive opportunity that we're going to need supply chain capacity for years and years. So. But with the short-term uh, uh, dynamic, which is real, uh, I'll, I'll pass it over to William real quick. Hey, Heath. Uh, Good answer. Well, as you noted, we, we mentioned we were going to double our capacity, um, and we've done that. And so thanks to the teams for being able to do that. As we think about uh, our going forward, we are both um, expanding and investing in our own facilities. As you know, we acquired Tonic and have been investing both in expanding existing factories as well as uh, building a new factory in Shinji that comes online in December, as well as working with our third-party partners to um, ramp up both bike and tread production. And so uh, we feel very comfortable that, against the guidance Jill communicated, um, we will be able to deliver um, products, and um, we also understand that the order to delivery through the first half, which is the end of the calendar year, is going to be longer than is our standard. Um, as we look forward, um, this Shinji uh, build-out and that coming online in December is going to be a big, big deal for us. Uh, it's got flexibility for both bike and tread, significant unit capacity, and um, and so uh, we're excited about that, and that's going to give us uh, continued growth overall in our production. Great, and um, and Heath, I'll I'll take the second part, which I believe was how we're thinking about sales and marketing expense in fiscal 21. As you can imagine, 
Um, it's a bit of a delicate balance for us. Of course, um, we have some new products um, that are uh, now available, Bike Plus available now, um, and obviously Tread uh, coming later this year in the UK and to the US and Canada early next year. So um, for us, we do think it's important to let the world know about our new products, but obviously need to uh, pay attention to order to delivery. So I think what you'll see from us, obviously the guidance in Q1 reflects light marketing spend, similar to what you saw in Q4, um, moderate marketing spend in Q2, and then probably a more normalized um, run rate as we move through the year. Um, what that will obviously do to adjust to the EBITDA margin is make it a little bit front, uh, front half loaded for us. But again, we're excited to get back uh, to, uh, to being on air. Um, and then the last um, point I would make is, is as we think about the long term, we do see uh, us getting more efficient. Um, we now have a growing product portfolio, which provides us with uh, potentially some market, uh, marketing synergies down the road. Um, we also have been studying the organic demand that we've been able to generate over the last six months as well. So we do think coming out of all of this, um, we will uh, see additional efficiency in our sales and marketing spend as we move forward. Great. Thanks. Thank you. Our next question comes from Justin Post of Bank of America. Your question, please. Great. Thank you. Uh, first of all, thanks for providing full year guidance. Most companies are not doing that. Uh, it's brave. I was wondering if you could talk about the new product's contribution to the year, uh, how you're thinking about uh, how much in maybe units and how they'll affect ASPs. And then second was wondering, uh, you do have um, the ability to return your bike, I guess, for $700 of credit. Uh, w what are you going to do with those, and, and are you thinking about a refurbished program? Thank you. Uh, great. I will take um, the first question, and then maybe, William, if you want to talk about uh, the buyback program, uh, that could make some sense. So um, first off, um, I would say, in terms of product mix, you know we don't like to give very specific mix information. We've obviously uh, done a, a ton of research over the course of the last several months to come up with some assumptions for our model. Um, but I think what I would um, say is that we believe our original bike will continue to be our largest SKU. Um, we, again, we're very excited to lower the price uh, of the bike to make our products more accessible and at $49 a month for 39 months financing, we think that'll be a very compelling offer and really help us expand our serviceable addressable market. Um, we're also excited that we did uh, reignite our Tread Plus deliveries um, at the end, uh, very tail end of Q4. Um, so we do think throughout the year we'll see um, additional uh, sales now coming from, from Tread Plus and, and obviously towards the back end of the year as we launch um, our lower price Tread, we will see some mix shift very back end loaded uh, into the model. And as it relates to, to Bike Plus, again, I would say in, in pecking order, it probably would come behind our original bike in terms of volumes that we expect for the year. Um, in terms of lower price tread, we really think that'll be a major driver in fiscal 22. Yeah, thanks, Jill. On your uh, on the point on trade-in, we'll just uh, reiterate a bit with Jill's opening remarks. So we are um, refunding 
every single consumer that uh, awaited delivery of the bike. So currently awaiting delivery $350 with a price drop, as well as those that were within the 30-day return window. And we feel like that's extremely members first. In fact, we've been at this a long time and uh, most companies just don't don't do those types of things. And but we feel like uh, those substantial refunds that Jill noted are a great investment in optimizing member goodwill. Um, and so those will be substantially completed by the end of um, end of this week. And we appreciate our member experience team getting getting those refunds to consumers. To your point on trade in, um, we're excited. We feel like that's a rich offer. It's also in terms of uh, ease. It's it's fairly frictionless to, to, to trade in and get the $700 plus the accessories bundle. It also, we will pick up your bike. Um, and then, as you noted, uh, we do have plans to offer a CPO program we are not announcing, um, and that will be in the future, and we're not announcing that today. Great. Thank you. Let me, let me, let me say, Justin, real quick, uh, as a compliment to that, um, one of the beautiful things about this global platform we're building, as you think about the logistics footprint that we are delivering the majority of our bikes and treads globally at this point, including UK, Canada, and Germany. Um, that logistics footprint becomes a pretty powerful reverse logistics platform uh, for this uh, um, for the uh, for the buyback um, program and and the eventual certified pre-owned uh, product that we will offer to the consumers uh, in the coming years. So we're excited to get that inventory, and we'll have uh, future announcements uh, about that opportunity. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of John Blackledge of Cohen. Your line is open. Uh, Great. Uh, Thanks. Uh, Two questions. Just given the ramp in production, as we head into kind of what are typically the biggest seasonal quarters for Peloton um, 2Q and 3Q, um, could you discuss uh, Peloton's ability to meet uh, uh, the holiday demand? And then secondly, um, I don't I know the 10K is not out yet, but any update on the material uh, weaknesses and reporting around controls? Thank you. On, on the holiday demand, uh, I, this is William. I, I mentioned it earlier. We feel comfortable that we're in a position to meet um, uh, the holiday demand on bike and tread. That's within a forecast, of course, as we've seen with COVID and we noted in our statements. Um, Peloton seen a surge in demand, and so um, we've been busy expanding capacities in the ways I discussed earlier. We feel like we have a great team um, making the investments that Jill noted aggressively to expand the supply chain, and so at this point, uh, we feel like we've got a great plan in place, and um, and we've got a demand forecast, and, and so um, and we expect to fulfill that demand, albeit with the longer order to delivery than than we'd like or we're accustomed to, um, that will start to abate uh, based on our projections as we get into Q3 and Q4. Great. And on the second question, John, as you will see uh, when our 10K does come out tomorrow that our teams have worked very hard but successfully to remediate all of our material weaknesses, we have made incredible progress across the company bolstering systems, people, controls, and just wanted to say I am incredibly proud uh, of the team and, and their accomplishments here. So we're excited about it. Thank you for asking. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Next question comes from Scott DeVitt. Uh, Steeple, your line is open. 
Thanks. I had two. The first one, uh, just an additional question on manufacturing dynamics, was curious how much is uh, now being done in-house versus third party and where you're expecting that to balance out over time. And then, and then secondly, there's a lot of user data that you collect that can be economically beneficial to the community, um, especially if corporates and health providers and life insurance companies are willing to offer premium discounts in exchange for confirmed efforts at maintaining health. And it seems like a pretty big untapped opportunity for the company. I was wondering if you could talk about any efforts in this area. Thank you. Uh, we don't split out the um, inventory out of own factories or 3PLs. We, I think we've said the majority are now with the tonic acquisition coming from our own factories. Um, our, our manufacturing partners are valued, and we wouldn't be able to fill, fulfill the demand without them. Just a point on that as well. It's not just production. When we think about our logistics uh, for holiday, um, the warehouses, we've expanded the number of vans for deliveries, both in the U.S. and our international markets, um, as well as our field ops teams. As John noted, our logistics team, we feel like is a real competitive advantage, so we've planned them and are hiring and have been training for a while, so we feel really good about that. Um, and then... I guess I'll turn it over to Jill on the second question. Yeah, I'll, I'll hop in here. Um, uh, you're absolutely right uh, about the opportunity we see with corporates and insurers. We think that this is a massive opportunity and potentially a very big growth vector for us in the coming years. Um, we don't have anything to announce right now, but uh, I like where your head is. Um, Specific to uh, data, uh, sharing data is a very tricky thing uh, in this world and something we take very seriously. So uh, with respect to our customers' data, we do not have any plans to share it um, in any scary way that, that um, would be offsides and be on the wrong side of, of the line with our members. So um, I put an asterisk on the opportunity uh, but uh, with respect to sharing data because uh, that's not something we're going to run headlong into, even though it comes up a lot. I feel like for eight or nine years I've been being asked about what our plan is with the data, and we've never had a plan other than to protect it. Uh, but, um, but we do see a big opportunity with corporate and insurers, and, and I'm sure in the coming quarters we'll have something to talk to you about. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from Bernie McTernian of Rosenblatt Securities. Your line is open. Great. Thank you for taking the question. I was just wondering if there was any update on the 14 million serviceable addressable market. Last, guys, last quarter you guys said it was bigger. Now with the lower price products, I'm assuming there's an impact and how we should gauge that impact between cutting the price on the bike versus a lower price tread. And then also churns come in below our expectations for the past two quarters. Can you isolate the benefit of reactivations versus normal disconnects? Sure. Hi. Um, so first of all, thanks for your first question. Of course, we've long believed that our price points have represented uh, one of the biggest barriers to purchase of our products. And obviously, we've done things in the past to move the needle um, and grow our market like financing programs. And obviously, last year in the fall when we launched 30-day home trial, um, as you can imagine, this has been a big week for us because making our products more affordable without sacrificing quality or member experience has been our goal from day one. Um, so I think the short answer is yes, we, we do believe, of course, lowering the price of our product will have an impact 
uh, on our serviceable addressable market and obviously the introduction uh, of the lower price tread we've said this before we think is two to three x the opportunity of bike um, but if you join next Tuesday uh, at our investor and analyst session we have been working hard on updating this analysis um, that we presented around the time of the IPO so we will share that uh, next Tuesday um, in terms I missed of, that. What'd you say? I was churn, my um, You know, I, I would first and Something foremost sharing next Tuesday. I, I, I missed what they were saying, too. They'll let us know in the chat. Churn and someone someone had to be paying okay. attention. Soft churn. Um, Guys, but tell of course, us in the chat what she said about Tuesday. Several yeah. months, it may be people that Please. have been idle for some time, and then they've been sheltering in place. Um, what we've seen is, is uh, an uptick uh, over the past couple of quarters of, of reactivations of, of those members. So... But I will say, first and foremost, the biggest contributor to churn is soft churn, which is credit cards getting declined most of the time unintentionally. <laughs> that was always my way of canceling a membership, was canceling the credit card. Yeah. It's the most effective Thank way. You, you, don't have to, you don't have to go in anywhere or call anybody. AMP securities. Your line is open. Great. Thanks for taking the question. Um, I want to ask a little bit more on the demographics here. And, and Jill and John, I think we've talked about this in the past with 35, under 35 years, still the fastest growing. I wonder if it's still the fastest growing. I think that was like 28% of new sales last quarter. And if you can just talk about the demo that you're seeing in terms of years and then um, household income. And then, John, when we talk about digital, you know, with digital subs growing as fast as they are, the free trial going back down to 30 days, uh, can you talk about conversion rates from free to paid, but then ultimately into purchasing a product, and and why not keep it at thirty at ninety days? Why why come down to thirty? Understood, there's a cost there, but if it's a large acquisition um, tool, maybe that can help. Thank you. Great, hi. Um, I'll take the first one, and then John, if you want to chime in on digital, um, we continue to make a lot of progress appealing to younger and less affluent households. Um, which has been a goal from ours uh, of ours over the last couple of years. Um, I'm happy to report those under 35 are still the fastest growing segment when you look at the data from full year uh, fiscal 2020. Um, and again, in terms of reaching um, a broader socioeconomic range, we estimate that households earning less than 100,000 um, in income, annual income um, are are. Uh, around 46% or so of sales. So we will also, I feel like you guys are reading my mind, we will also address more specifics around demographics um, during our investor and analyst session next week. But um, we're very excited about the progress we've made. And obviously, I think with the price reduction, um, I think we're going to see the needle move even more. And Chris, I don't know if you saw in the chat, they were talking about the addressable price point or the addressable market and the price point. That's that's something we'll address at the analyst. Um, paying digital yeah. subs right now, which is fantastic, and kudos to the team. Um, with respect to metrics, conversion, and, and cohorts and all that stuff, um, the annoying thing about our digital business is there's so much fantastic innovation, uh, including just in the last few months adding Apple TV, um, Amazon Fire TV late last year, Android TV, Roku TV a couple months ago, um, and so many changes to the conversion funnel and the um, the software and, the, and adding content that w it gets better with every cohort. So it's it's hard to uh, look at uh, the the trends in that business because it's just moving so quickly in a in a pro consumer way. So in the coming quarters, um, I think we can have more clarity for you. But uh, at this point, we're, it's a nascent business. 
Um, we run it at uh, break even. It's not it's not going to be a big driver of our bottom line. Um, and like we said in our in our preamble, uh, the most exciting thing for us right now is it's it's become our fastest growing conversion to connected fitness subscribers, which is uh, what we what we were hoping for. Great, thank you guys. Congrats again. I love that business model. It's just it's just how they get all the customers break even, yeah. and so the question comes from genius. Deepak Mathazanan of Barclays. Your line is open. Hey guys, thanks for taking the question. Um, so you had 47% gross margin on the connected fitness segment, and uh, based on rough math, approximately the price reductions on the on the bike accounts for approximately 10 to 12 points of margin impact. You know, Jill, you noted that the new Bike Plus also has a similar margin, I believe in response to Doug's question. Is that just due to higher bill of materials, or is there also higher cost in production operations, you know, with the new Bike Plus? I guess what I'm trying to understand is, you know, can we expect this 37, 38, or high 30s gross margin to kind of go higher over time as you achieve efficiencies on the production side? Yes. I mean, if you look at our track record on our original bike, I mean, if you look back to our gross margin uh, five, six years ago, and you look at the progress we've made, um, if, it, if it cost us a dollar five, six years ago, it now costs us 30 to 40 cents to make. And so um, what what is so exciting about Peloton... Bye, Jordan. Later, buddy. You can go. Tell her happy birthday. Happy birthday buddy. from us. That is relatively <laughs> unique. And for us, um, as we um, as we grow and scale each of our products, and again, we're going to have a very pruned portfolio of products. We're going to be able to achieve these these efficiencies over time. So, um, obviously, the the uh, stake I put in the ground was was really um, around um, you know the 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 original bike today and bike plus carrying similar gross margins, but again. As we continue to build a million, two million, three million, we're going to realize even more uh, product efficiencies. Um, but again, you, we, we love this idea that we're able to give a lot of those efficiencies back to the customer to continue plow that in to continue to grow the top line. Got it. Um, that's very helpful. <laughs> And then maybe one question for John. So with the gym kit integration, obviously the user experience is great. Where else do you see opportunities to partner with, you know, large ecosystems like Apple over the long term? Thank you. This is my investment. Well, uh, that's a good question. Um, I, I wish there were more obvious integrations. Um, you know, uh, we were trying to partner with all the big platforms, uh, but again, with, with respect to data, it, it becomes pretty tricky of who's getting whose data and, and how does the member feel about it. So um, we were very happy uh, about the Apple integration, Apple Watch integration, and to be totally honest, that was that, that came from our members, like a lot of our, our R&D and a lot of our um, uh, new products and new new features our ideas that our members are, are pounding the table saying we need this, we want this. So that was a big one, um, and we were excited to offer it. But um, at this point, we're not going to uh, announce any any other ones other than there is tons of innovation um, taking place where we're trying to keep our R&D dollars um, at some meaningful percentage of our, of our top line. So we're investing in software engineers and hardware engineers, um, as you can imagine, so that there's continued innovation in, in the coming years. Got it. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Our next question comes from Lee Horowitz of Evercore ISI. Your line is open. 
Great. Thanks for the question. Um, two, if I may. John, uh, has the massive adoption of the connected fitness category um, during this COVID changed how you're thinking about the timeline towards geographic expansion, say, beyond your current footprint? And then, Joe, maybe touching on some of the um, comments around digital only, does for your guidance assume that this improved conversion of the digital only subscribers to full connected fitness subscribers maintains throughout the year, slows down, or how should we be thinking about that uh, sustainability throughout the year? Thanks so much. Yeah, with respect to international, uh, to be honest, it hasn't changed uh, either our ambitions or our plan. Um, luckily, uh, Kevin Cornell's and, and the leadership over there uh, have been doing a fantastic job of preparing for new markets that we that we hope to get into in the coming years, um, new languages. We're also excited about Jen Cotter and Kevin Shorelands on the content side are are thinking about um, you know uh, uh, language specific um, opportunities. So we um, we've been fortunate that those leaders and those teams have been ambitious and relatively unhindered by the realities of COVID that have impacted some of our other parts of our business. So we hope in the coming quarters and years to uh, have some more updates there specific. But uh, like we've said in the past, we have global ambitions and uh, we're excited to get into more countries and more languages uh, as soon as we can. And, and just to build on John's point on international, um, you know, with Germany and the UK, we're in the number two and number three um, fitness markets in the world. And, as you know, we're also in Canada, and we feel like we've got great momentum there. So in the short term, we're really focused on continuing to invest in, in both those markets. In Germany, for example, which is our newest market, we continue to invest in marketing and opening new stores during COVID when we were largely off of marketing in the U.S., and that was to quickly um, establish leadership in the connected fitness market. So we feel like we still have a lot of upside against our current international strategy, acknowledging uh, our ambitions that, that John just mentioned. Great. And, and on digital, um, as you know, digital is still a very nascent product for us. And we know standalone fitness content is a highly competitive, high churn business. Um, although we do understand that our churn uh, is much lower than other fitness apps. And we do believe we have the best content available. Um, given this, um, we're, we're, we don't really uh, guide on, on digital subs. Um, we did note uh, earlier in the call that we have nearly 500,000 paying digital subs today. Um, that's largely the result uh, of our pricing change we made last year and obviously the success of the 90-day uh, free trial that we offered in March and April this year. But don't expect that level of growth to come through uh, in the balance of the year. Um, I'd also highlight that where it really has uh, impacted our outlook for fiscal 21 is um, our digital sub at 12.99 is less profitable than our connected fitness uh, subscription business, and so um, because we're seeing numbers that are much you know larger today than they were a year ago. Uh, it is a, a little bit uh, of a drag. It's one of the offsets to some of the fixed cost leveraging um, that we're getting in the subscription business. Um, but, you know, again, as John noted earlier, we're so excited about it as an acquisition channel. Um, and we're excited that the content and the platform keeps getting better and better. Um, and so um, we, we still see it as an incredible value that we're giving to our Connected Fitness subscribers and, again, this great acquisition channel. 
and I guess that acquisition channel, I guess the conversion meant to hold throughout the year, this uptick in conversion you're seeing to, to full connected fitness? I mean, we, yeah, that, sorry, go ahead, William. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, you know, we're getting better at, um, at converting, and that has us excited. If you look at, uh, we measure classes and cohorts, so if you look at the classes of digital subs from three years ago in month one through month six through month 12, month 24, we, as you might imagine, um, we measure the upgrade to, to Connected Fitness um, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And what we've shown is that every month and every year, and, and, and frankly, in a more accelerated way in the last 18 months, we've been getting more and more effective on those upgrades. And so um, that has us excited. John noted some of the tactics we're using to enhance that, some of the in-app getting to understand the digital sub better, what hardware platforms they're interested in, being able to surgically uh, get them into content that might lean them into connected fitness. So um, while we're not guiding to it, um, we are focused on it. We've got a whole team on it. It's a big deal for us, and it's why we think, um, it's why we think that uh, the app and digital is such an effective um, weapon in our marketing arsenal and, and why, frankly, it's the, it's the leading um, lead source for connected fitness new Connected Fitness customers today. Great. Thanks so much for the question. Thank you. This question comes from James Hardiman of Wedbush Securities. Your question, please. Hey, good evening. Thanks for fitting me in. Um, so uh, the Connected Fitness sub growth has, has obviously been fantastic. Um, but if I look back, you guys crossed that million sub mark less than halfway through the quarter. If I'm doing the math right, then that pace slowed a bit during the, the, the final uh, couple of months. I guess, A, is, is that math right? Uh, and, B, why would that have been the case, given given all the investments made in, in uh, manufacturing capacity? It's, it's precisely that. I mean, um, obviously, we, we have, um, you know, about an eight-week lead time um, when we put in a purchase order or, or when we uh, decide we need a product to the time we can get that product landed here. So um, for us, we, we started to see, as you can imagine, towards the end of the fourth quarter, um, much more uh, constraints on supply. So it's precisely that. It, it was, you know, we, we just, you know, we're, we're constrained by supply. Okay. And then uh, maybe if I can dig in on the margin side just, just a little bit here. Obviously, you know, margins have been the, the arguably the biggest area of upside versus expectations. I'm just trying to figure out how much of that is, is still a function of the pandemic uh, as we look to, to future guidance and how much is just, you know, you're, you're able to leverage your fixed costs to a much higher degree. Um, so maybe speak to, I guess, A, do you think you'd be profitable today on the EBITDA line? Uh, if we were at more of a normalized marketing spend, uh, and B, as I think about the guidance uh, for fiscal 21, do you expect to be profitable in, in, in each of the four quarters? Obviously, the first quarter sounds like it's going to be the best of the quarters, but how should I think about the, the, the final three quarters of the year? Sure. So I think, um, first off, I think there's, there's a lot in there because you were talking, I think, initially uh, about uh, gross margins and probably more so the upside surprises have been in connected fitness um, and then maybe go back into EBITDA if that makes sense. Is that correct in, in terms sure. of, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, think, I think on connected fitness, uh, the first thing to understand is um, obviously that's 
you know, that's everything from product cost to logistics. And so there, there is a lot um, that moves the needle um, within it. I will say in Q4, our expectation was that we would have to expedite more shipments uh, of bikes, and, and we ultimately didn't need to do that. Um, and so that was a big driver of um, us exceeding our expectations there. And, of course, as you noted, um, we, do, we, we did see, um, again, as we continue to scale our products, we are seeing more product cost efficiencies um, than we expected as well. So um, it just happens to be an area where there's just a lot going on. It sometimes can be um, a little bit uh, challenging to predict, um, given that things are, are moving um, often in different directions or they can all move in the same direction and provide a bigger swing to the upside. So um, certainly take your point that that was um, well ahead of expectations, but I would say we were um, you know, really expecting um, more more shipping costs than than we needed to to have in the model. As it relates to EBITDA, I said earlier, I think uh, if you look at uh, how EBITDA first half, second half, clearly um, with us ramping our marketing in Q2, it's it's really um, more weighted to the first half. Um, but uh, the at least uh, for the time being, our belief is that we will be profitable in every quarter. Um, we're going to be unlike other years where we're very heavily weighted in Q2 and Q3 because of COVID, because of the new products, because of the lower price on the original bike, you're seeing more serial um, quarter over quarter growth, which for us is very different from previous years where um, Q2 and Q3 um, are typically big quarters for us. And so um, I think you're going to see a little more smoothing um, this year in revenue um, than in previous years. Thank you. At this time, I'd like to turn the call over to John Foley for closing remarks. Sir? Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jill. Uh, in closing, I want to propose a pretty simple concept, that fitness is moving into the home because home is a better location. With roughly 35 Makes million <laughs> treadmills in U.S. homes today, American consumers have said that they want fitness at home. It just hasn't worked until now. People are now moving on to Peloton because of our incredible instructors, because of our strong and supportive community, because of our best-in-class hardware, our networked and gamified software, our world-class music, our unparalleled delivery experiences, and so much more. Again, these are not COVID dynamics. These are fundamental, sustainable dynamics that meet people where they are with content and programs that exceed their fitness and wellness goals and make it fun and engaging to work out at home. For the first time, full stop. Finally, a huge thank you to our team. You are all incredible. What a wild six months of crazy hard work it has been for all of us. Thank you for everyone. For, thank you for everything you do to help our members with their physical and mental health. It has been more important this year than ever. And with that, thank you all for tuning in. Talk to you next week for our first annual investor day and or our next quarterly earnings call uh, in November. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen. You, you know what I love, Dave? I love it. Thank you for participating. I love it. They have that investor day coming up on Tuesday, even though it might not, they might not actually say anything that matters. Yeah. 
it's nice to have another little mini catalyst coming up. You know, I think why tomorrow is going to be a strong day because you have it coming up on Tuesday. I think a lot of Robin Hood uh, retail traders are going to kind of hypothetically, you know, hypothetically, they could do something big on Tuesday. Well, they probably won't. They're not going no, it's, to, it's right? A, but, it's an analyst day. It's not It's not like they're launching yeah. a product, like Apple launching new products. I'm pretty sure they're just going yeah, to be yeah. demonstrating the stuff they've already talked about and not really have any major breaking news, although they did. And, and it's kind of good for them on this call to be able to push questions off into the future. They're going to mm-hmm. give more color on a few other things that, yeah. w- that they asked about on this call today. So, like... That that to me is just a convenient way for them to handle this. Um, I I agree with the people in the chat who were saying that uh, he, that he kind of woke up at the end. the The beginning of the call was a real snooze fest, but then in his prepared closing, he like I guess took a sip of his Charlie and kind of got back into uh, got back into the swing of things. Which, by the way, this is fantastic, yeah. and uh, I'm buying stock purely based on how good this is and. How much I enjoy uh, this song. Now it's official. Been in love with you for a minute. Chris, we have to learn the dance. Shake, shake. Since I was young, you sprung it. What you want? Let's get it. I'll practice. One, two, three, I will the come back and dance. So you know me. I have to like, I got to do my practice. That's how you dunk in world. All right, all right. <laughs> we had to leave Jordan on the screen because I didn't have just a split screen with us prepared for um, for this portion of the show. Let's keep the live chat there. Uh, that that was that was um, you know nothing nothing really out of the ordinary in that call. Um, you know the the fact that they are expecting strong demand to continue. The fact that they gave guidance for 2021 for fiscal 2021, which they've already ended their 2020. So now everything they do. Um, we're currently in their fiscal Q1, so um, they're giving guidance. On oh, people, I guess Dave and Buster's beat, beat this, supposedly uh, beat their numbers. Yes, I am still short Dave and Buster's, but it's only a 90k position now. Uh, so yeah, very very small. So no big deal, guys. Uh, I am down in that position. I, I had like these remnant like by the way i shorted nicola today dave i actually went from long to short um i bought some puts on nicola right after our uh, live tweet twitter video this morning. nice about like a hundred i'm uh, still shorting hundred of the puts that expire in in eight days i think yeah i i'm still i'm shorting vf corp and i'm down in that for sure i'm down like 50k in that and i'm shorting ruth chris day these are like such small short like all my short positions come out to like half a million bucks which is which is you know less than you know it's i don't know what that is two and a half two two and a half percent of the portfolio is short yeah. so guys i'm like 97 per- and then i'm on margin like three million dollars two and a half million dollars long now three million long, I, so. i'm really going to be watching closely though because you know i'm neither of us none, none of the three of us are into like technical trading or basing anything on charts but if we have a hard time like going up I, I don't, I, you know, long term, I don't think we have any kind of problem, but I think that we could have a d- continued downturn and the Dow d- being down 400 today, d- d- it just makes me nervous. Yeah, and I, I don't, mean, you know, I just want to maybe hedge on on a little yeah. bit of that downside. No, you, you're right. Because like, you know, my, my thesis was that we were going to get a stimulus deal done because we had to get one done. And but then Donald Trump did the whole 
you know, executive order. It's like kind of like a not even a halfway stimulus, it's like a few hundred bill. So like now I think the sides like they don't really have to figure out a way to work with each other. So I don't think the stimulus is going to get done anymore. And that's not an awesome thing, man. Uh, so I, I'm with you. I've, listen, we are not market timers on this channel. I, unless it's a social arb market move like the pandemic was, where we actually have real information that we're able to trade, we don't trade market psyche. We don't kind of trade our guts. We don't trade technicals. You know, we don't time markets. That's not what we do. And like, it's really important to know what you're not good at. Like we are really good at certain things and, 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 you know, we'll talk up those things we think we're really good at. We're really not good at saying the market's going to go up today or down tomorrow. We do our best to hedge our account uh, when we see, you know, higher volatility and real risk. But guys, that's not what we do. That's not how we made our money. That's not where we, our claim to fame. We're social arb traders. We try to detect change early and connect that change to investable opportunities, either in the stock market or in private companies, uh, where we talk about that quite a bit on our old channel, youtube.com forward slash dumb money. Uh, and so that that's all we do, though. We do one thing really well, guys. We don't try to do everything. We do one thing really well. Dave does more than me really well. But like, I try to do that one thing really well. Well, you do that really <laughs> well and help me figure out what I'm supposed to do with that one thing, your, your social ARB strategy that you've perfected yeah. over the years. I'm glad that um, you're now sharing with the world the things that you used to just text to me. Or remember when we used to have to like send each other, like paging each other to say, "Hey, you gotta you gotta go to the library and make a phone call because we need to place a trade using Touchtone eTrade." Guys, if you think this has been insane watching this just as last year. It took me years to get my best friends to listen to me on, on stocks. Like, they thought I was crazy. It took years, literally years and years and years. And finally, they're like, oh, Chris is doing really well with this crazy social arb stuff that he talks about. Yeah. Like, maybe we should try it, too. And so it's been a lot. Everyone's sticking with us. We appreciate it. We're going to have a show coming up on Monday. I think tomorrow we're going to put maybe a one of those really cool, highly edited shows on our old channel, right? Yes. Uh, do, like, do you know which one it is? I don't. I don't even know what it is. I forgot. They, they but it's good. They're all good. They're, they're all amazing. On. By the way, Dave, not a lot of people. Oh, we got to talk about this. Not a lot of you guys went and saw the video we posted like really late on Tuesday on the Dumb Money YouTube, not this yes. channel, but YouTube.com forward slash Dumb Money, and it's amazing. It, which one was that, Dave? It was the what was it on Tuesday? I I don't think I went and saw it. Should no, we go there now? Let's let's go there dude, now. No, it was. But I want people to see it on that channel. I got. I want people to go view because you got to give it a thumbs up, and we got to ignite that channel. We have to tell them what to go look for, though. So I'm gonna have to awkwardly so bring a fake, team, a, a fake Jordan back on here. Oh, it's the so Dave Portnoy one. Oh, I can't what? wait to see that. You what, guys have got to go over to the original Dumb Money channel and watch this Pin versus Pin National versus DraftKings. It's Dude. the Would You Rather and. I'm I'm guessing there's explosions and it appears to be a floating Dave Portnoy head in the clouds or, or the firebomb. So uh... and and by the way, let me just let me just say this right now. I'm going to put something crazy out here. You guys, you guys, watch it. If you think it's the coolest video ever that mentions, we have the funniest Portnoy stuff in that video. If someone could figure out how to tweet that video to Portnoy and captures attention <laughs> and he retweets it. Right. If, if you get Portnoy to retweet our video about him, 
uh, we will do something so huge for you. You just got to trust us. It will be yeah. something yeah. spectacular that we will do for you. If you right? Can, yeah. If you can I, get him, like if you tweet at him and he retweets you or if he retweets us or if he hits the heart because of some something that you did to bring that to his attention. Yeah. We, we've got to figure that out. I might give away another Peloton, Dave. I don't even know. It's possible. So or just some, guys, give, help us out. Yeah. Help what, us. What can we give away that would be somehow the, uh, Penn National related? Or bar, just bar stool. Give some, we'll give some kind of crazy barstool prize package. Maybe we'll open up a barstool account for them on their new, on their new uh, gambling account. Cool. Throw a ton of money, ton of cash in there or something. We'll, we'll do something amazing. One way or another. Something amazing for them. Uh, help us out. Like We need to get – we want to kind of capture the attention of more people because our mission, if you guys don't know this, our mission – and we have one mission. It's to make us a lot of money, obviously, through trading and through investing so that we can do big things for other people in our charitable foundations. We have big, ambitious goals uh, that are philanthropic in nature. You guys can start following this next year and helping us figure out where we put that money. But beyond that – we want to get like 10 million people to invest for the first time like and start investing because they're inspired by the fact that a bunch of you know dumb money guys like us that don't have any financial pedigree have done such insane things growing tens of thousands and tens of millions that maybe they could do something similar and if we can get 10 million people investing for the first time we think it solves a lot of the world's problems we think a lot of people that are underprivileged that don't have access to a lot of education a lot of people with wealth that don't understand how to make your money work for you, we think if we can get them investing at a young age, that no matter what they do in life, that they'll be financially free at some point in their life. And we're never going to sell a program here. We're not like, buy our program, you know, buy our stuff. We don't do that. We're just like, we're here. We're just going to do this for free. Okay? Yeah, I'm just committed like, to never having you anything to sell, to never, have to never have to do any of that kind of typical stuff that you see the gurus. We're not gurus. We have no program. We don't have some Forex trading thing that you need to, to buy. No. I don't even think we're going to ever have two free stocks down in the uh, description because I make fun of that nonstop on my other channel. <laughs> <laughs> all, all we, all we want is for you guys to start investing for yourselves. That's it. Like, and we want, we want you to share the stories with us and build this community. That's it. That's it. That's all we want. Chris, I'm direct, <laughs> I'm directing this show in real time. I've, I've been able to delete Jordan's image from the screen and bring chat back onto the screen, but we, we, we're probably going to wrap up pretty soon, but I want to go watch this pin versus draft King video. I want you guys to go watch that. I want you to hit the like button. We had, we had like over 1200 people on this live stream. That was, I think that's wow. the most we've ever Thank had you. on this channel, simultaneous viewing the live show. So that's, congratulations, Chris. Your, your uh, $4 million investment really uh, drew in the crowds. <laughs> and by the way, for you guys that don't know, um, I always talk about this foundation. Um, I already have, I got it set up now, Dave. Uh, I need to open up the brokerage account. I am planning to probably put my entire Peloton stock into that fund. I got to figure out when the right timing is. If I should do it all this year or slowly over time because of tax purposes, yeah. it might be more advantageous for me to do it over time. But in my head, I just want to put that whole Peloton position in the foundation, I'm, which would be cool. So. I'm starting a foundation as well, and I'm still waiting for you to send me uh, your uh, my attorney's bad. contact. My I, I basically don't want to have to pay all the setup and startup fees because Chris just did it. So I want him to just hit copy and paste and just remove Camillo and put Hanson in there. And, yeah. and I'm going to yeah. uh, have my own. 
Uh, all right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you Monday. And go go to our channel and watch this video right now. Do, Please, do the thumbs, thumbs up, up thing. If you, if you, before you leave, do that thumbs up thing so that we can uh, make sure that this has as many thumbs as it possibly can have. Subscribe. Hit the bell if you haven't done that. Uh, you got to know when we're on. We're, we will be back on Monday. What else do we have? We have, um, we have our... I'm so bad at this. We have a... Um, what do you call it? A podcast? This, I think this is like melting my brain. So yes, you can listen to all of our stuff on podcast format. If you just tune in to uh, Spotify or Apple, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and Twitch, all of them. Oh, Chris, it's Chris's birthday tomorrow. So if you're looking for a gift idea, here's what you can get Chris Camillo. No, Go to twitter.com slash Chris Camillo and hit follow. He has so many followers yeah. and he is he gets he gets so excited when he gets new followers. So literally just go to Twitter, follow Chris Camillo at Chris Camillo on Twitter. Follow me too while you're there. But do that for Chris's birthday. Join our Discord server if you haven't already, dumbmoney.tv slash Discord. Keep the conversation going there. We have comments on this video. As soon as we're done live streaming, you can make comments on this video.